This is W T M. Watch this movie. What? <laughs> How you doing? Oh, good for you. Oh, wait. Are you drinking up? First, you gotta do the trouble shuffle. Obviously, you're not a golfer. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. W G M. Watch this movie. So, in case you guys were wondering, there's nothing James Gunn can do to me. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> If anything you were saying on Twitter wasn't true, they would have suspended you a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> and like a lot of trauma women know he's a degenerate. And eventually they'll, you know, just say stuff. We'll save some of the most of that for the show because I have specific questions related to that. Yeah, I'm just I'm just telling you there's nothing to worry about. I mean, he could show up to try to kill me, but then <laughs> I think he could take him. <laughs> I'm not afraid. <laughs> Same with Richard Newby. Richard Newby, Adam B. Very, all these guys, they can't believe. They look at my LinkedIn and they get scared. <laughs> because they see, you know, anyway. So you don't need to worry you know, about what? You're being killed. Yeah, we get into Batman Returns. Uh, I'm sure you'll have uh, a litany of uh, a treasure trove of um, fun facts and. Um, I'll try not to cry. Things, things we <laughs> no, can discuss. You know, there's some emotional shit with Batman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, that's the last time we saw Batman. What, 89? No, Batman I mean, 89? It, it, when, when you think about it, Batman Returns is the last time we all saw Batman. <laughs> <laughs> that one, you know. Anyway. Welcome back to a special Christmas edition of WTM Watch This Movie. I am Eric Mulder. Some of us pump, and some of us slump. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Positivity, Wolfie T. You crazy if you think I'm going to walk up some dark alley with a loud orange hat on my head and a whistle. What's up? Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Yes. In uh, celebration of Christmas, we decided to bring on our favorite Jewish contributor, as the yeah. Christmas expert this year. <laughs> That's right. With us to celebrate Batman Returns and the Christmas season is Zolly Becker. You don't really think you'll win, do you? Things change. Hey! Well, in my official position as the leader of the Jewish people, Christmas is a Shane Black holiday. <laughs> So it's, it's all lethal weapon. All, yep. Yeah, I mean, well, it might even be a Bob Clark holiday, which is which is even better. But Black I Christmas, a Black Christmas, Christmas story. That's right. Either or, both are accurate to the experience. Uh, in relation to our uh, episode on Jingle All the Way, so I believe the director of that did a Christmas story too. The one with Daniel Stern. But not to be confused yes. with a Christmas story. Christmas. The middle one, yes. The, the middle Christmas story movie <laughs> in the Christmas story trilogy. Not to include It Runs in the Family mm. um, slash My Summer Story. That's right. I thought there, there was two sequels uh, before this new one. And I yes, forgot what the third one or the yeah, second sequel was. parallel sequels to Bob Clark's 
Gene Shepard's Christmas story. One of them is My Summer Story slash It Runs in the Family, which is a Charles Grodin, Mary Steenburgen movie mm. with same Gene Shepard narration. Um, it's mostly forgotten now because nobody likes it. <laughs> and then there's the Daniel Stern and the TV remake. No, the TV sequel remake to the original with the adult children. Now, last time we spoke, Zali, was early November when we recorded Sorority Babes. And we had talked about how you're fresh off your most recent Twitter suspension. Oh, yes. I don't think I can say that this time. However, you did get zucked for a day on Facebook, didn't you? Uh, I, I'm not sure. I thought you were kicked off of Facebook for a, a day last week. I may have had a poster moved or something. I'm I'm quite I'm quite invulnerable to stuff. The more they change the rules, <laughs> they change to favor me. Um, but uh, they will retroactively remove my shit posts from sometimes ten years before because they're just too extreme <laughs> for modern for modern audiences. <laughs> Do you have I any know, alternate uh, Facebook accounts? Any backups? Uh, no, no. No, no, I use my face and my name. <laughs> you sure I'm not are. afraid to be right. <laughs> I will say, I got locked out of Twitter yesterday. What? For, uh, for a, Did you vote no for uh, Elon Musk or vote yes, I should say? No, they said <laughs> I, I violated the terms of uh, threatening or like threatening violence against somebody. Because I said Chris Jericho should have thrown some fire at his opponent after he lost on AEW Dynamite. You, you can only threaten <laughs> violence against people or entities if you celebrate Hanukkah. There we go. That was the problem. On Twitter, on Twitter. I thought it was because they thought pro wrestling was real. No, no. They were just discriminating against you. <laughs> I believe. I'm not used to being discriminated against. I didn't know what it looked like. It feels horrible. <laughs> other than alienated. Marginalized even. Yes, it hurts because it's your personhood is rejected. Well, that's a good segue, though, because the Festival of Lights is upon us, is it not? Yes. So uh, Hanukkah started last night? Yes, yesterday. Okay. Today is Monday. The... A single glass of wine. <laughs> Just one. Monday the 19th, we are recording this. Yes. Hopefully we're going to drop this on Wednesday the 21st, well before Christmas hits and or Hanukkah ends. So uh, before we get into Batman Returns, we're going to talk about DC Studios as well. But I think it's also a special occasion because Zali, you went to the theater again. Yes. For the, so the new second Avatar. time in a year. Yes. To see Avatar in, in 3D Dolby Vision Emax, not IMAX, Emax. Oh, is that the Mall of America one? No, that's the, uh, the one right by uh, the comic shop. I wanted to okay. my local uh the imagine. Yeah, that's why it's called Emacs, not IMAX. <laughs> okay. But it was it was as big as any fake IMAX screen in any AMC. Yeah, that's they had, like suspended in the middle, looking in the middle of the somewhat larger than normal screen. That's the problem with the Apple Valley Zoo uh IMAX closing. We just have nothing around here anymore. There's no IMAX yeah, I mean, that can compare. That is the only real IMAX, yeah. I mean Everything else is some sort of compromised forgery. Not, you know, not to piss off the IMAX Corporation, but I mean, it is, there's IMAX and there's the. There's the, we have the correct ratio IMAX. 
we can show movies <laughs> like IMAX yeah. in a small world. But yeah. with uh, Avatar, I don't, I don't think it really matters because it's uh, mostly rendered, not captured. Mm. So what, what you're what you're seeing is is 3D also, and 3D is cost resolution, or at least it used to. I'm not really sure if 3D technology has changed at all since The Hobbit. Because mm. it's sort of been suspended since The Hobbit. What were my impressions of the 3D experience of Avatar The Way of Water in theaters right now? I liked it. <laughs> um, the 3D is... Uh, you have to see it in 3D. The experience is all about the experience. I'm not sure if it's going to be a sensation on Disney Plus and on home video. Um, because the, the spectacular nature of what you're seeing you can't be replicated in the home. It's like the uh, the Three Hobbit movies. Not saying the Three Hobbit movies were good, but they had that, that high frame rate shit. And mm -hmm. just things you cannot see, even on a very nice OLED. We'd have to have like a JVC projector, and sure. JVC projectors in reality for human beings can't actually be Dolby Vision or anything. No, really. I mean they can show it, but they're showing it, and then there's you know LIMAX style faking it. Mm. So I mean, I heard I saw some of your tweets, and you were talking about how it's the greatest cinematic achievement yeah, it, of it our is generation. It, 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 it is. It's just, <laughs> it's it's. Technically on par with the Star Wars prequels. It is the uninhibited expression of an auteur without limits. Um, but we'll get varying responses to that work. Because Brett hated it. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I you don't, don't like the whales? <laughs> I wasn't as impressed. See, So the first Avatar I didn't see in theaters until a couple months ago when they re-released it. And seeing that one in IMAX 3D made a huge difference. I saw yeah. the new one on the AMC Dolby screen in 3D. Yeah. Which 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 theater? Southdale. I almost went to Southdale. And um it wasn't as impressive as, as the first one, I thought, as far as the technical aspect. Uh and it, it in the that 3D stuff covered up a lot of deficiencies in the first one. It doesn't cover it up in the in the new one, I thought. And it 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 looked like a three hour commercial for a PS5 game. It was just like the the world's longest video game cutscene. There there are definite uh allusions and homages to uh the underwater levels of Mulder Solid 2. Um I don't want to go off Harlan Ellison about that. But I have a feeling that uh, that Colonel Base Jim thought that that the most thrilling underwater holding your breath sequence ever committed to an electronic medium comes from Metal Gear Solid Two: The Sense of Liberty. It's not Thunderball. And, uh, it's not. Thunderball. <laughs> it has to be. It has to be the dragging Emma Emmerich through the underwater uh, hallways in the big shell. Yeah. And uh, that that uh. In the same way that Aronofsky wanted to remake a single scene in Perfect Blue in Requiem for a Dream or Black Swan, either or, it doesn't matter. Same difference. I think that uh, Colonel Bass Jim Cameron, in his supreme wisdom and his compassion, decided to uh, 
bring that element to life in, in his immortal classic sequel to Avatar, Avatar 2, The Way of Water. Well, he's raising the bar is what he's doing. He has raised the bar. <laughs> well, the reason why the bar is raised so is with the exception of Jermaine Clement and Edie Falco, there are no people in the movie. <laughs> there are no human beings in the movie. Hmm. Well, there's, um, there's some there's some humans uh towards the end but yeah it, they are the only human people for us human beings to relate to and uh we don't really know jake's avatar fan he has two sons who we cannot really tell apart because we, we you know right yeah it's not clear which is which and then he's got a third son and an adopted daughter who they yeah, don't know they, how she was born she was born they, from the avatar of sigourney weaver the you the young child Sigourney Weaver thing is strictly an anime concept brought to cinematic life. I was so confused when I saw the credits and Sigourney Weaver played her own daughter. Yes. <laughs> like what? <laughs> it's a it's very weird. But you know, the bar has been raised. We're going to understand new things. There's there's very long stretches of the kids learning to swim and uh, is basically fly on the, the animals underwater. Yeah, I have to think that's all animated and not motion captured at all because I know that there's a lot of promotion about all the underwater stuff, but I just can't see how or why. You could tell James Cameron really loved having a camera that he could take from outside the water and then into the water and then back out oh yeah i mean that's real but like when you see like the actual underwater stuff i think it has to just be eliminated because well kate winslet claimed that she could hold her breath for seven minutes mm-hmm. it was over seven minutes it was damn near eight i think but i don't think she has any scenes where she does that yeah i think i think that that <laughs> might be in the special edition the extended edition? Yeah, where she holds her breath longer than time. It's the sacred oceanic right where you have to do better than Mission Impossible Fallout or Mission Impossible. Uh, what's the one we It's a uh, Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation, yes. You know, I, I don't mean to, like, you know, knock on Top Gun 2 or anything or America, but I, I don't actually think Top, uh, Tom Cruise held his breath in Mission Impossible. <laughs> I think that uh, may have been. Puffer press. They should have cast David Blaine for it. <laughs> He's the master holding his breath. He held his breath for eleven years. <laughs> there's a there's a whitest kids you know sketch that's like that, where it's like the magician holding his breath for a world record and a just like a tank of water. And like he's clearly their dad, but they're reporting from it live. Like it's so, so well, amazing that he's still going. <laughs> Like he clearly drowned like a day ago. <laughs> Sad now because Trevor Moore, Trevor Moore didn't make it. Mm-hmm. He died suddenly. Unfortunately. He died suddenly. He did. I think they I think they released his cause of death as uh he finally was able to suck his own dick and he choked on it. Well, you know, it's, it's good. He he went he 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 went out living the dream. He went out do, doing what he loved. All right, well, let's get into the DC Studios fiasco. I guess I'll frame my question uh, to Zolly like this. First, we had Michael Keaton announce that he's going to be in The Flash as, you know, his Batman. 
And then they say, you know what? He's going to be in Batgirl too. And then Batgirl got shelved forever, apparently. So far. So far. And do you think that they're going to cut him from Flash or just shelve the Flash? Because they've already apparently cut Cavill and Gadot's uh, cameos. So Supposedly. I'm hoping they reverse it. I'm praying they reverse it. I mean, it would be easy. It's not like they have to shoot anything else. But Children will cry. So the Flash is supposed to come out early June or May? June 20th. June 20th. 30 years Ooh. after Batman returns. Well, 31 years, right? 31, yes, because they delayed it a whole year. Yep. Because Ezra Miller's fight with Adam B. Very in the press. <laughs> What did Adam V. Very uh, report on the other day that James Gunn called him out on Twitter about it? I did something about how old the young Superman should be or something. Something very distressing. (laughs) So (laughs) let's get into more of James Gunn. Do you really think there's a chance uh, something could come out, maybe about his private life or just pressure from people to pressure the studio? I, I, I don't say he makes it till February. Really? I, I my my personal goal for when I consider this to be done is by when the third Guardians of the Galaxies comes out. I I'm assuming by that time he will not be doing any promotion for that because his life, his career, his name, and his reputation will be permanently destroyed. Well, how has it not happened yet, though? Do you think? Uh, because. Well, James Gunn, before he became uh, a more successful. Oh, hold on a second there, Zali. I think I lost your audio for a second. Algos and now journalists who, you know, obsess over superheroism. And he's very good at cultivating friends. In a way, he grooms them. But a lot of these people are on the bubble of his, his, his you know, his, his, his predilection. And they feel for him, they empathize with him, and they want him to, you know, continue and, and sort of normalize their bonanza. And, you know, they, they, he has people enabling him and, and gassing him up for the last 15 years. They have, you know, a measured interest in, in him succeeding and continuing. But um, the broader pop culture has no tolerance for that sort of thing. I mean, not really, not once it's known. And um, that's not just my feeling, that, that's Ray Fisher's feeling, that's that's a lot of other people. And uh, this is only like day three of, you know, the Fire James Gunn movement. And this isn't just Fire James Gunn from DC Comics Studios. This isn't about DC Studios. This is the removal of James Gunn his ability to inflict further harm on the broader culture now forgive me if i uh i'm being redundant but i did miss the first 15 seconds of your uh answer because of my internet connection wasn't stable <laughs> so good no but the uh whole unst of the fire james gun movement isn't just about having him removed from a position of power at dc studios is removing him from Marvel, is removing him from the broader pop culture so he cannot do further harm. Mm-hmm. Marvel as a brand 
has been irreparably damaged because of the rocket raccoon movies that he made. And I'm not saying this hyperbolically, like I'm clutching my imaginary pearls here. What, what people think Marvel Comics is now is something completely divergent from what it was and was supposed to be. Um, and that's because men like James Gunn were empowered by Kevin Page to, to paint the town red and, and laugh at, at, at history, at heritage, because it was corny and it was lame and, and worthy of debasement. Well, I know you have a finger on the pulse of the comic book world. It's it's what you do. It's what you're a part of. Well, I, I just help Steve. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, but you know better than most anyone how comic books are selling and what's selling. Yes. Or I should say what's not selling. DC, yeah, DC Comics has, has failed. You will hear people say it hasn't, but it has, it has failed. And what about Marvel? Just yes, but not as not as bad as DC, I guess? Marvel comics like the New York Times will always exist. It is, it, is a, it, is a, it is a marker of the health of the industry of superhero comics, which is waning, just like all print journalism is. But as long as they make superhero comics, they will print Amazing Spider-Man. Or they should, as a matter of pride. I feel it. That uh, reminded me of something. Before I forget, I'll just bring it up now. Okay, we you go into Target, right? As you as you put it before, you you go in there every fourteen hours, like the rest of the world. Have to. <laughs> uh, so you go back to their electronic section. You look at the movies, or I should say, lack thereof movies, because they don't really sell jack shit besides new releases anymore, for the sure. most part. Sure. So you know, I I've been told through the internet and other sources that well, you know, just like Best Buy, you know, they're getting rid of a lot of their physical media. Because people stream it, people buy it digitally. There's not a market for it. So why the fuck do they have two aisles of books? <laughs> Every time I walk in there, the movies are right next to the books, and there's two aisles, lengthwise, full of books, print books. I don't know. I don't think people read, or they shouldn't. They, they have iPhones, right? They yeah. need them for their Zoom backgrounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look how learned I am. I have many leather-bound books. <laughs> uh, well, I have, yeah, I have no idea why they sell books. I have no idea why they sell... Uh, why, I don't know why they sell books at Target, actually. But I mean, they have like Oprah book club stuff. Yeah. It's like books were almost almost killed off by the Kindle. I mean, I know nobody uses Kindles anymore. <laughs> But but the, the iPhone, yeah. the iPhone is the Kindle. iPads, you know, what have you. That everyone has a Kindle adjacent device. A Kindle adjacent device, yes. It's <laughs> a good word. But yeah, I have no idea why they sell books. There's two aisles of them. But all right, I guess a question for another day. <laughs> yeah, it's really I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why they have groceries at Target. I mean, I know why they do <laughs> super targets, but I mean. I mean, the same arbitrary decision. Like, we, we will go into the business of selling food. Mm -hmm. that, that's a big step. Uh, back to James Gunn. Now, he was married to Jenna Fisher. They divorced. Yeah. Has she ever said anything uh, nefarious about him or maybe indirectly? Not yet, but her, her eyes tell a story. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard any rumors about uh, maybe why they broke up? I've heard that I've heard that maybe child porn related. Mm. 
Well, he was addicted to child porn or addicted to porn. That was children. Allegedly, of course. I'll yes. probably allegedly. put in a couple no, of yeah. MacGruber clips throughout this episode. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> allegedly, I should say that for legal purposes. But um, yeah, because I thought, well, maybe she said something indirectly, uh, kind of like uh, Halle Berry did in reference to her former lover who was in the business, who she never named, but said he was abusive oh, and hit her so hard that uh, she had partial hearing loss. So whenever it's, years and it's supposedly, you know, the Internet sleuth did the math. People because like an NDA is completely worthless because courts and all that are, are, are public opinion at the end of the day yeah and if you're like a piece of shit and you have an nda that says i'm allowed to be a piece of shit the you know you know mccoy or ruby rosa bangs the gavel on you when you're done it doesn't matter i mean look harvey weinstein is is canon law now if you are not liked you're unpersonable if you're doing bad stuff and you are not liked watch out Speaking of Harvey, I just uh, got an alert on my phone today that he was yeah. convicted of rape in Los Angeles. Convicted so, of rape again. Yes. Another one. Now, I want to... They're going to have to make a she said too. <laughs> the, the weird thing about Harvey Weinstein is it turns out his testicles are in his lower thigh. They were surgically relocated into his lower thighs. Yeah, I what? heard that was a, a big... Yeah. A big part of their case was describing his genitalia. And one of his girlfriends says that she believed that at one point, now this is her hearsay and her conjecture of someone who has professionally seen a lot of dicks, a lot of a lot of elder Jewish circumcised penises. <laughs> and it was her belief that Harvey's penis was severed and surgically reattached at some point. Mm. And that is why in the condition that it's in allegedly i should say that for legal purposes Did the uh was the moil a little shaky when he was born or what i know I, I mean like so well <laughs> yeah. there's there's a rumor that harvey weinstein was set on fire at some point or something or like brutally like beaten and carpet bagged or something but i think the event that necessitated his testicles being relocated may have also caused his wiener to be the Weinstein. I, I think uh, it was probably something know. you retweeted or something. I think I saw something yeah, about 40 that. Yeah, green gangrene or something. Yeah, he either, I, I, it was either an infection or a, a burning incident or something. Yeah, I, I think he was. Like, the burning really happened. Like, it's based on him. Like, <laughs> he was bad at Hebrew school camp or whatever, and like, he decided, like, let's just burn Harvey Weinstein alive so he won't, he won't do it again. <laughs> well, a couple of years ago, there was, a, <laughs> there was an article in the, the New York Post about a guy who had a uh, some kind of fungal infection and it, it turned his black dick and or his black oh dick, his, his dick black and it fell off. <laughs> and he found a doctor who, uh, who built a custom penis for him oh, and he yeah. had it surgically attached to his arm to, to grow to maturity and then he had to get See, it. That, that's, that he, he, how he wants he could have a, like a freak lab-grown dick to yeah. replace his own gangrene lost wiener. Like oh, the South Park insane. episode. Yes, exactly. I mean, all of this could be 
you know, Trey Parker knows a lot of secrets. And this could all be true. I mean, he has one eye. We know he has one eye. And his testicles have been like, that's like some Darth Vader monster man shit right there. Honestly, but, yeah, I keep some... on talking about it, but I want to see the whole <laughs> army. Some of the stories make me think that he's uh, built down there like horsestick.mpeg from Miss March. And he could, he could. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's, he could be a dickless. He's just got a couple of tubes hanging out there. Never thought I'd say this. Fuck that. Let me see your penis, dog. Well, like, he did, he would inject his Lenin though, before he would do the, the performative Slovenian prostitute sex. I mean, they all, they all have witnesses of him injecting his penis. Yeah. A penis injection. So, like, if you had, like, a no dick or, like, a rubber dick or something, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, like, do that kind of thing. I remember as a kid, I heard a, a story on the radio about a, I think it was an Indian guy or something. He had a, he had cancer of the penis, and they uh, they had to remove it and they replaced it with his middle finger. And then he had two girlfriends after the fact. Boom. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, but like if probably he was dickless, I would imagine. Well, I don't know, maybe he. He wanted people to see him having sex with women if he had no dick or something. I don't know. I'm trying to think this out. That's like, I think oh. if Bobby Weinstein had no penis, he wouldn't bother with the Slovenian prostitutes because they caused too much trouble. Yeah. He must have what? something down there. It just yeah, sounds it be, uh, completely mangled, like, though. Yeah, but it's not good for you. Like, uh, I mean, not like, you know, the way that, like, um, not the bad stuff. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Like changing the soundtrack to Super Pop. Yeah, when I was talking about uh, when I mentioned how get us back on track, Eric. Yeah, well, <laughs> it was just uh, just real quick about Harvey's dick. Just real quick. <laughs> yeah, so hashtag dick talk. Well, with the Halle yeah. Berry and her, you know, indirect revelations, people were trying to piece it together, and uh, allegedly, people say that it was Wesley Snipes who hit her. No, not Wesley. He's a saint. I know, and that so that, I would never believe that. I wanted to bring that up with you, Zolly, because I remember about two years ago or so when you posted on the MMC Facebook page uh, a picture of your dad and one Wesley Snipes smoking a cigar together. Yes, my was, father and uncle. Yes, that was this? a very, very important uh, uh, Jewish event in which uh, the next five years were planned. Unfortunately, Wesley Snipes is not returning as Blade as of yet. But yeah. I personally think that once James Gunn is fired, all things are possible. Mm. So that's what it was in relation to. I was going to ask you, how did your... Uh, uh... I, I don't know. It could have been about, like, you know, branding some wine or cigars or a factory in China, that, mm. you know, makes child slaves or something. Like <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, I was just curious. I have no, no idea who's related to it. But uh, <laughs> it, it is, you know, at the end of the day, overlording of Judaism. Yeah, hopefully be Wesley Snipes and uh, Ray Fisher back in, well, the, yes, exactly. in the extended I'll universe. Pray. I'll get out my prayer rug and, and start doing that. It's going to be very real in the Snyder call. Zolly, do you do you think uh, the new owners of Warner Brothers saw how 
terrible the Suicide Squad was, and yes. hire James Gunn in an effort to just kill off DC altogether, like yes. knowing how terrible he is. They expected that DC, as a brand, will be dead in March and forgotten. People will only think of Batman. Do you think they did that yeah. intentionally? Yes, absolutely. Because the only thing DC has is Batman. It's named after Batman. The toy line is a Batman toy line. They only make other superhero movies from DC Comics characters to augment Batman's portfolio. The the, the building that all those people work in is because of Batman 1989. The toy business itself, Hannah, Hasbro, with Star Wars out of the equation, you have Batman. And that's the entire action figure section. And then I don't know if it'll be Todd McFarlane or someone else. They'll they will take over what's left of the Batman business, provided it's not too damaged. And that'll be it. Well, in relation to today's movie, I had Batman, I had Catwoman, I had the Penguin, I had yes. the Batman Returns 3D board game. I already had the Batmobile from the from '89. I had one of them old school uh, handheld Batman Returns games where you had to run oh, from the, the Joker's, uh, yeah. not the Joker, the Penguins uh, Circus gang. Mm. I had you the '89 one, and I also had the '89 N- Nintendo game from Sunbow or Suncost, what it was called. What, uh, one was just called Batman. I think it came out. Yeah, I mean the publisher of the game. Oh yeah, I think so. Which means in that game you fight a boss who looks a lot like Bane. Which one? In the, in the NES 1989 oh. Batman, yep. You fight a, a level boss who looks a lot like Bane. He <laughs> dates Bane by like a year, mm. which is weird. Mm. How come? How come in the the live action movies they never make Bane? Uh, Mexican luchador, like he was on the animated series. Oh, my! Here's, here's my personal theme: is Bane is too close to both Doc Savage and Ivan Drago, so they feel they have to make Bane either Henry Silva or a luchador in animation. But in the movies, they are they are they are always able to channel the Dolph Lundgren in some way. <laughs> And um, no mind you, Jeep Swenson and Tom Hardy weren't London esque, but the whole, you know, Ivan Drago thing is very much present. I think in the animated series, he was actually Puerto, Puerto Rican, but I mean, he was still. A... You mean the 2000? I, I actually haven't seen much of the 2003 Batman cartoon. No, this was the uh, the one from the nineties. He was in like oh, one, or, one or two episodes. Yeah, Henry Silva. Yeah, Henry Silva's Bane. Yeah, and he is a luchador. But they, I think, Paul Dini and and Bruce Tim tried to make him more luchador like because they were unsatisfied with the comic Bane. I think everyone is unsatisfied with the Doc Savage inspiration of comic Bane. I did like Jeep Swenson's Bane though. Yeah, I mean it's, it's monosyllabic nothing. With the know. uh with the little hat that he wears when he's chauffeuring around poison ivy. Batman and Robin is a great movie. Agreed. Full stop. Disagree. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brett, you would know more than anyone. When was the 
height of luchador popularity in the u.s oh it was uh when wcw was bringing them all in so that had been i think between 95 and 98 99 probably okay so the animated series was already kind of was it done by 95 or 96 i mean it was already all made but yeah. i mean they well i mean they had rev- yeah i mean but and the cartoon bane is more luchador like than right in a movie or any movie bane. He's Latin, and then they keep hiring white people to play him in the movies. Yes, <laughs> easy John Leguizano. <laughs> well, I mean, John Leguizano he, plays Italians in half his movies. I thought he was Puerto Rican, but turns out he's Colombian. Hmm. Now I'm like disappointed. Is it like he's like a pretend Puerto Rican? <laughs> I saw some quote about he wasn't going to play some goofy villain in Violent Night, and I'm like, but that's what he played. So I don't. He's great. I don't know what he's talking about. Well, John Lewis is great because he is the definitive live action Luigi. <laughs> I will defend that forever. No argument here. And, I haven't I seen mean, that movie in forever, but I agree. Well, I mean, you might want to wait for the 4K one. I mean, I, they can't not make a 4K version of it. I'm waiting for them to put one out in the US. Uh, I'm just important. It, 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 second Sight, you know, it, well, the problem with the existing Blu-ray of that movie is the 5.1 soundtrack, I think, comes from a PAL or, or, or digitally stretched source. So only the uh, stereo mix sounds correct. Not to knock the fun people at Second Sight or Disney and film and shit, but it's how it is. In the 90s, it's great in a lot of things, you know, Spawn, things like that. I never saw the pest, luckily, so I've heard. (laughs) But, you know, nowadays, I think he's just puffing his chest out with all this race stuff because Zoomers don't know who the fuck he is. If you say, if you show them a picture, they go, oh, wait, he's in John Wick, isn't he? He's John Wick's friend. That's all they know. Zoomers need to just double spawn. But you should see the menu because he basically plays himself in it. Well, that's good that he's in a lot of currently playing films he plays a washed up actor who nobody remembers <laughs> who's so desperate to be you know recognized in public and i was thinking john mm. linguzano has not been in star wars yet hmm. well they already had jimmy smith so they, they, they kind of met the quota and you said no but they have not had john linguzano has yet to be immortalized as a star wars action figure He's been made into a Luigi action figure in 93, 94, but he has not yet become a Star Wars figure. I'm just saying, that is, uh, I mean, he's been on Law and Order, but he has not yet been volumized in a Lucasfilm. All right, well, I will quickly go over the details for Batman Returns before I forget. Directed, of course, by Tim Burton, starring Michael Keaton as Batman and Bruce Wayne. Dan DeVito as the Penguin, Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman or Selena Kyle, Christopher Walken as Max Shrek. Is it uh, is it Michael Go or Goff? I don't know. <laughs> Michael Go <laughs> as Alfred. Uh, Zolly's indisposed at the moment. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Michael Let's Murphy go. is the Mayor. Uh, Christy Conway was the Ice Princess. Andrew uh, Beniarski as Chip. Pat Hingle is Commissioner Gordon, reprising his 
role from Batman 89. Same with Alfred. Uh, Vincent uh, Chevelli as the organ grinder. Uh, Steve Whitting as Josh. Jan Hooks is in here uh, as Jen. She would have been still on SNL at this point, I think. You're that are just fresh off of SNL, maybe. Was she in Pee Wee Herman also? I think everyone from Pee Wee Herman is. Yeah, Paul Rubens is um, a little farther down the list. Because uh, Paul Rubens played uh, Penguin's father. Spoiler. Children should discover that for themselves. <laughs> should know ahead of time. Uh, Diane Salinger is Penguin's mother. Let's see. Sean Whalen is a paper is the paper boy. Um, chime in for some uh, people that you know. Well, I uh, Fe- uh, Felix Silla as uh, the Emperor Penguin. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they had a bunch of widgets as the the penguins. Is Deep Roy in it? He must be. Deep Roy, Tony Cox. My guys. <laughs> Doug Jones is uh, the thin clown. Yes, the one clown. Travis McKenna is the fat clown. Yeah, I thought maybe I I didn't recognize Travis McKenna, but I thought maybe you would, Wolfie. And the the guy from People Under the Stairs is the news kid. I don't know his name. He has mm-hmm. no name. He's a nameless man. Sean something maybe. I don't know. Lisa Guerrero was in here from the best damn sports show period. Mm. <laughs> uh, synopsis while Batman deals with a deformed man calling himself the penguin wreaking havoc across Gotham with the help of a cruel businessman a female employee of the latter becomes the Catwoman with her own vendetta did you two both see this in the theater when it came out yes I did not uh, I did as well also on VHS I remember we had 89 i think recorded off a of tv but we did have this uh i remember the three the famous poster with the three faces you know vertical uh batman returns got plenty of use out of this between so i was born in 86 so i would have seen this in when i was six years old and then between ages six and nine i'd say this one about wore out the tape i suppose yeah it's uh so theatrically, my memories really come from home video. Oh, like what I've been at five, under five, just under five in June, you know, 92, 91. My memories of 91 are more of the Twilight. Okay. Um, it's weird because the Kenner Penguin, the, the repaint of the Superpowers Penguin, it wasn't a Danny DeVito Penguin at all. Hmm. Is a problem, and they released the one of the asides about the movie. Um, they released a Robin action figure, and the Robin action figure is clearly based on Marlon Wayne's. That's it's right, it's black in the toy. And, and that, I mean, you know, not everyone would notice, but the keenest, the keenest bat fans would notice. <laughs> uh, so Brett, did you uh, have this on VHS or rent it a lot, or what? I think the first time I saw this was at uh, the same friend that showed me Jurassic Park showed me this movie too. Mm. Uh, this one obviously went a lot better than Jurassic Park. <laughs> um, I was going to say, I was, a, I was guessing your mom wouldn't allow this this dark filth into your household at such a young age. Well, I, I think after I watched it at my friend's house, like I it was on it must have been running on tv or something around the time because i remember watching it a few times at home after that 
and uh, I was a I was a Batman fan already. Uh, I used to watch reruns of the Adam West series, and I think the animated series might have been on at that time. Sure. Um, so it was just Batman. It wasn't like uh, you know something that was unfamiliar and you know different. It was uh, it was like throwing on WWF at the time. So. Um, yeah, so I watched it, you know, a few times around that that uh, that time frame, maybe a year or so after it came out, probably. Um, so when it was on home video, um, but yeah, I don't think I watched it much after that. I I, I just started rewatching it. I rewatched it about a year ago when I got the uh, the four pack on Blu-ray, and then obviously I just watched it again here. So. Um, I didn't wear out the tape like Eric, but, um, I did watch it a few times as a kid. Yeah. I wore it out and then I didn't really watch it again until I'd say five, six years ago. So I've only seen it once in about the past 25 years, I think. Oh, but, um, yeah, it's, I mean, I think it's only grown in my, uh, affection for it. I, th- I think I might have seen Batman Returns before Batman 89. Mm. Maybe. I'm not 100% sure on that. I will say uh, the first time I rewatched it last year, uh, I was a little caught off guard at how horny the penguin was because I, uh, I didn't remember yes, that. He's very horny. I guess we can start with the plot a little bit. I am going to have a... I guess before we start the plot of this one, I did have one question. I, I watched, I rewatched Batman 89 uh, last Friday because the wife hadn't seen either. So I figured show her both. I mean, she, she loved them. But um, as I'm watching 89 in Knox's office, or I should say at the, at the paper, you know, Vicki Vale's talking to Knox about Batman and everyone's, you know, kind of giving Knox shit. You know, no one believes Knox about tales of the Batman and they even have a sketch, which basically shows a, a human-sized bat in a wearing a suit, kind of made to look like a person almost. And on the lower left corner of the picture, it says Bob Kane. Yes. And I was wondering if maybe that was Bob Kane, because the guy who hands it to him just says one line, and it's just it real quick. It is Bob Kane. It is visibly Bob Kane. And I thought it looked like him. It's visibly Bob Kane. I know they said that. I know he's like, oh, Bob Kane couldn't be flown to find what it's visibly Bob, like what they found an extra who looks just like Bob Kane. Bob Kane. <laughs> Bob Kane. Why? Uh, why isn't he credited in IMDb? Because um, there's a lot of weird stuff in Batman 1990s that had that, that whole John Peters party vibe going on. So you don't know who really wrote it. You don't really know who. Okay. You don't know how much of the movie is Peter McGregor and how much it is Tim Burton. Okay. Uh, and that's not gossip. That's just how it is. There's mm-hmm. so many cooks in that kitchen. Because I looked him up as an actor, and I think he only had two appearances. And one of them was an extra in Batman Forever. He was, I think, his well, I mean, party yeah, guest. I mean, but... You know, and you know, you recognize him in Batman Forever because, I mean, that's, he's not, yeah, I assume he's in Batman 1, 2, and 3. Because he's alive during the making of the he didn't die till '97. He's yeah. probably in the first four Batman movies. I mean, his wife is in the first three, four. Mm. He's in two out of the four first movies. 
Patrick Leahy's in like all of them. And he's just a senator who's a, who's a fan, an expert on band like me. <laughs> well, that's he good to know. So this is the kind of knowledge you'll get here with Zolly. This is like, like serious. You can't trust IMDb. I I, I think on the, the first four Bannon movies, I me and like three other people know more and probably contributed to the IMDb thing that exists in its present state. On the Batman movies, I mean, like the trivia and all that, and the alternate versions and soundtrack listings and stuff. Because mm-hmm. we, we obsess, we obsess about the four Batmans and the four Supermans. Like the name of the uh, theater that the Waynes leave right before Thomas yeah. and Martha are murdered. Yeah. And the film that they were seeing that night. I have no which idea. Is, no, the poster is shown briefly. I forget what it said, actually. But I just remember it was the Monarch Theater, but I forget what film they were seeing. The, the most interesting weird thing in Batman 89 is you see a proto Catwoman. Someone dressed as Julie Newmar Catwoman mm. uh, sitting with a bunch of wipers. Because okay. there, there are a lot of weird threads dropped in that movie for a, a, a very different Batman franchise. Not just Billy D. Williams. Yeah. And you did and, mention you know Marlon Wayne's Robin because I've also heard, you know, that the third, if there was going to be a third Burton Keaton Batman, Harvey Dent was going to turn into Two Face yeah. in that one, right? Yeah. Marlon Wayans was paid for both Batman Returns and Batman Forever because for some weird pay or play deal that also involved Robin Williams as the Riddler in Batman Forever. But that was bait, bait I think, for Jim Carrey. And I think that that was done in the original Batman movie where they used um, Robin Williams as a foil for Jack Nicholson. We're like, if you don't say yes, we'll, yeah. we'll let Robin Williams be the Joker or something. Mm-hmm. But the Marlon Wayne's Robin stuff is so far along that the toys are very clearly based on him. The Penguin stuff, I guess, was too secret. It was kept secret from the press and the toys were just based on the superpowers penguin. But aside from that, the uh, the Catwoman is very accurate and the you know the Emperor Penguin toys are really accurate. Mm-hmm. And uh I, I forget why that all fell through. What happened with the third Burton Batman film? I uh I I do not really know. We never really know. It probably was money. I mean um, I think everyone kind of requested a raise, right? And rightfully so, but it's entirely possible that once Tim Burton went, his cast went with him. But I have no problem with the Joel Schumacher Batman movies. As much as I would have liked Keaton to stay, you can't you can't change history. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I accept the movies that we got. There is a tonal shift, but it's a conceptual progression, not a, like a fake one. It's still in the wheelhouse of the Batman that they were bringing to movie life. Mm. And if I'll say one thing, I don't want to be pretentious. Batman Returns. Batman Returns is written by Daniel Waters. It was written by Daniel Waters who wrote Heathers and, and Hudson Hawk. I like Hudson Hawk. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not written by Sam Ham. Sam Ham's script was thrown out. It was based on the two 1966 Batman TV show episodes, His Honor the Mayor, Dishonor the Mayor. 
where the penguin becomes mayor or tries to become mayor. And that fusion with a, a Catwoman who was entirely a Daniel Waters, Tim Burton creation, who was a sort of a female joker, if you will. And you're like, Zolly, what do you mean Catwoman is a female? Yeah, Catwoman is a female joker in Batman Returns. Her human persona is killed off at work when she becomes unhinged and reborn as, you know, her night persona, which is a, a female counterpart to the Joker. And her crimes are, you know, a murderous rampage. So it's a little, it's a little different than the traditional Catwoman, which is not a problem though, because she's still Batman's negative, his match, his equal, anyway. Yeah, I had quite the crush on Catwoman growing up. Um, yes. Many a times playing with the action figures, I had Batman and Catwoman in bed together as well they should be. It happens, yes. <laughs> Probably spent more time doing that than having Batman fighting the Penguin. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, you know, I will, I will actually say this, and I'm going to be savvy. Batman Returns is the perfect formula Batman movie. Because Batman 1989 doesn't really establish a formula. It's simply an introductory explosion of Batman on film. Batman Returns gives you something that we see in the in the four Batman movies. Where Batman does a summation of the events. Like at the end of the movie, when he tells you know Catwoman, why like it, you know we need laws and courts, even though Batman himself is above the law and. and Slaughters criminals with no consequences, and it's good. He smiles when he does it, but the whole "shut up, you're going to jail" thing is a standard Batman summation ending. And you see that in Batman Forever when he answers the Riddler's riddle, and it's like you know I can be both Bruce Wayne and Batman. And in Batman Forever when he you know he frosts Mister Freeze's icy heart. I think uh, Batman Returns benefits from not showing Bruce's parents getting killed again. Yes. <laughs> well, they already established that. You don't yes, need to show it every movie. Because we get it. We get it. We don't need to know why he's doing it every movie. Like, he's Batman. Like, so just let him be Batman. It is the first ever Batman sequel. And we're allowed to progress and do new things and have new developments. And in a way, the Penguin isn't the main villain. It is Max Shrek. But Max Shrek is not a, a comics canon character at all. He's a creation of Daniel Waters and Tim Burton, which is absolutely fine. He, he's basically Donald Trump. Yes, absolutely. And, and that's the way Christopher Walken plays him. It's wonderful. I like the sonship, too. He, he is the sire. He's the sire of their Catwoman. Because you know his murder of Selena Kyle creates the Catwoman, and her crime wave is a response to his existence. Yes. So he's 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 not just Donald Trump, but he has he has Rupert Thorne's hair. We're gonna analyze what we see. He has Rupert Thorne's hair. <laughs> yeah, Walken has quite the hairdo in this. Yes. How about his scheme? He's going to get approval to build a power plant and it was going to actually suck the power out of Gotham City so he could sell it back. 
That's really, you know, that's, that's how they do it over there. It's actually a giant capacitor. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. Don't you know that we have a power surplus? <laughs> Bro, well, you, know. you cannot have too much power. Somebody do a better one. <laughs> I don't want to attempt one. <laughs> Bruce, you can never have too much power. That's right. I'll drop the clip in here. It'll be perfect. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to fight you on this. And I've already spoken to the mayor, and we see eye to eye. Mayors come and go. Blue Bloods tire easy. You think you could go 15 rounds with Muhammad Shrek? Well, I guess we're going to find out. Of course, I don't have a crime boss like Cobblepot in my corner, so it might be. Crime fun. boss. Show us what you know, mister. To the manor born with a silver spoon. Oswald is Gotham's new golden boy. If his parents hadn't 86'd him, you two might have been bunkies at prep school. Oswald controls the Red Triangle gang. I can't prove it yet, but we both... Wayne, I'll not stand for mudslinging in this office. If my assistant was here, she already would have escorted you out to... Anywhere he wants. Preferably some night spot, grotto, or secluded hideaway. Nice suit. Nice. Selena. Selena, Selena. <laughs> That's my name, Maximilians. Don't wear it out or I'll make you buy me a new one. Selena. This is Bruce Wayne. Yeah, we've met. Have we? Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? I mistook me for somebody else. Sorry. You mean mistook me? I mistook me. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, isn't that what I said? No, I don't think so. What happened? Did you injure yourself on that ski slope? Is that why you cut short your vacation? You came back. It's a blur. I, I mean, not complete amnesia. I, 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 I remember Sister Mary Margaret puking in church and Betsy Riley saying it was morning sickness. And I remember the time I forgot to wear my underpants to school and the name of the boy who noticed was Ricky Friedberg. He's dead now. But last night, complete blur. Couldn't you just die? We can go over the plot a little bit. You know, opens with, of course, Paul Rubens and uh, what was her name? Diane, uh, I forget her name, but Penguin's parents. Uh, she gives birth and it is uh, not a sight well, but, for sore eyes. Well, they show the, you, you hear her giving birth in the back room and the, the doctor comes out looking like he's about to throw up. Mm -hmm. There are photos of the, the little person who plays the child penguin. Mm. Never see. They put him in the cage. I assume that's like a year or two later. He's in the cage, and he. Well, uh, yeah, photos of the. He eats a cat. Well, that's the thing, you know. He, <laughs> Penguin states that he spent his very first Christmas in the sewer. In a sewer. And that's why he's got yeah, to have all the other, you know, firstborn sons do the same. But yeah, I felt like he was had to have been a year or a couple of years old when he was eating that cat, but. It's not really a big deal. It's so. like implied that he was born on Christmas and then like a year later on Christmas they, they dumped him in the in the yeah. sewer. Not so fast. They couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, it's so many cats. That was the third cat. <laughs> it starts yeah. off like an it's a live movie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
Well, I mean, before that, I don't think the penguin was a mutant at all. I mean, the idea of the penguin as a grotesque mutant is actually a Waters Burton invention. It might be a Sam Hare invention, actually. I'm not sure. He just but he I, just happens to look like a penguin. He's just got a, that is, that a pointy is a, nose and then uh, kind of round and waters. Yeah, they, all that is a, a, a development native to Batman or Toys. And everything else followed suit. Before that, yeah, he was just a Burgess Meredith normal person. I forget. So Burgess Meredith didn't have any facial prosthetics at all, like with his nose? Yeah, he, he had an unusual nose. Yeah. But that was it. That's about and it. That okay, so I'm not remembering that wrong then. Okay. So all classic Penguin had was a, an unusual nose. No flippers and nothing like that. No, he he just kind of happened to act penguiny. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the, the, the movies you know, in the eighties and nineties, how they physicalize all that in like a grotesque, horrifying way. You know, I have a of a, a fondness for that because it makes it real. But I don't like the Dick Tracy way, where, where it's stupid looking. It should look believable. Yeah. It should look, uh, Good. I think it definitely adds to it the the makeup and the costuming and and whatever else they use for the penguin. So they dump penguin in the sewer. He uh, he's saved by the penguins from the Arctic world, which was so it's been defunct for however long. And there's just thirty three years later. Yes. They cut to thirty. Remember? Years yeah, later I couldn't remember if still... there was uh if Arctic world was still going on at the time but then you would think there wouldn't be penguins anymore after they you know after it was went defunct well yeah, I, i'm sure they keep mating and stuff no yeah, we don't know where he got himself well they, they were just living well gotham is just so horrible that we've just assumed that there are wild sewer penguins that have lived because the mayor is doing such a terrible job yeah <laughs> just, whenever that place went defunct the penguins, you know, ate the other zoo animals and lived in the, uh, you know, the sewer. I liked that they had real penguins mixed in with little people in penguin costumes. You only know which is which when you watch it, like, a lot. Because the, the robot penguins move robotly. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid thinking, man, how did they train those penguins to kind of lower Danny DeVito into the water at the end? Yeah, those are all robot penguins. But, you know, I want to just only have robot penguins because when you mix the two together, they, they, they move differently yeah. so much that you can sort of tell. And technically, the robot penguins are more interesting to look at than the real ones. Well, they're a lot bigger, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're like, they're big enough but, to put a little person in them. But there's no reason to make, like, a little king penguin, I, I guess. I will it's say that... Oh god. No, no, I was gonna say uh the penguin's funeral is maybe the most memorable scene for me. Yes, yes. So close to the sun because it's like sad time. Mm-hmm. He was there to die. <laughs> because he, <laughs> he realizes he's not Oswald Cobblepot, he's been the penguin the whole time. Yeah. 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 Well, as soon as uh Paul Rubens dumps the carriage over the bridge into the water. My wife looks over at me and is kind of like, you know, oh, you know, it's sad. She goes, I don't care what he does the rest of this rest of this movie. I, I'll still like him. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to look at it. You know, it's like the story of Moses. I mean, I didn't spoil it for her, but I'm thinking like, well, he does bite a guy's nose off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my nose, 
It could be worse. My nose could be gushing blood. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> As he's eating a raw fish. Yeah, wife did not see that coming. Well, yeah, the, the idea that you know most Batman villains have tragic path, pathos type reasons why they do what they do. But um, the idea that the penguin is somehow penguin like I mean, he eats raw fish. Well, it yes. kind of brings up a, a larger topic of, you know, basically most comic book villains are anti-heroes. I remember I was uh, selling tickets at the theater for when Morbius 2 was out. It's Morbin time. And... Uh, oh, no, really? <laughs> oh, no, really? I'm oh, sorry, not, not Morbius 2, just Morbius. Oh. <laughs> was it, or was it the re-release you're talking about? um because they put it back in theaters yeah it was so popular i think it, you know, i don't think we had it for the re-release i'm sorry i think i was um mixing that up with venom too that's what i was mixing it up oh. i think it was the second venom movie and uh you know like a lot of typical people do when they go to the theaters they like to ask the employees how good the movie is as if that's going to change their decision on whether to <laughs> buy a ticket or go home but he asked me how uh, Venom Two is, and I said, you know, I don't know. And he's like, did you like the first one? And I said, no, I didn't. I didn't see it. He's like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah, I've never really been into Spider Man. And he goes, well, you know, it's not Spider Man. You know, it's it's Venom. I was like, well, yeah, but he's a you know a Spider Man villain. He goes, actually, he's an antihero. I just wanted to say, like, every fucking villain is an antihero. You <laughs> well, fucking... when, when people when people have those discussions in public, that yeah. It means in the uh, autism spectrum, <laughs> but but you know what I mean. It, you know, I you know the you know the you know, Ashkenazi Jewish genius that I am try to never discuss, as I am doing now. My love of superheroes and continuity. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you, know, you, you when someone tries to explain how this fits in to you know another person in retail, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he was wrong. I'm just no, saying no, no. I'm not wrong either. <laughs> you can be a villain I, I, and an anti-hero. Anti-hero. I actually do. I actually do want to. I actually do want to argue. Have these arguments in public, but but I I, I hold. I don't. And like I want to say things like you know, actually the Punisher is he's just a is a Spider-Man character. End of the day, and no matter you know what we say about the New World Pictures movie or the Netflix show or any version of it, he's no different than Morbius. <laughs> so you know, if you're going to denigrate, you know, why can't Morbius be Punisher level character at that level? I mean, like they're all, you know, within the tree of, of characters who debuted in Spider-Man. For all we know, Tarantula, the character of Tarantula, the guy with the the net and the red the red jumpsuit and like the high heels, the spikes on them. Mm. Gold mine, just waiting. To kind of steer back towards, I guess, the plot, I wanted to bring up the first scene with uh, Penguin's henchman wreaking havoc on the tree lighting ceremony because uh, I had a, a Mandela effect moment with this movie. There's the, there's the shot of the the henchman with the that's blowing fire yeah and uh batman basically lazy susan's his his batmobile uh to turn around and you know set him on fire with the uh the engine there 
Yes. I remember showing that to my mom as a kid because I was like, this is so cool, mom. You got to check this out. And she's like, oh my God, this is awful. <laughs> and thinking back on that, I remember it. First of all, I thought the scene was during daylight in the daytime, which it's not. It's at night, which would make sense for a tree lighting ceremony. Very well lit, though. Yeah, but yeah, it was very well lit. But also, I thought it was a, a female blowing the fire, and it's it's a guy. So I remember thinking, like, man, Batman was pretty hardcore, you know, because <laughs> people like to rag on uh, Ben Affleck because you know why Batman doesn't kill, blah blah blah. And I'm like, he's been killing for decades. Batman I mean, in the movies kills he, people. He, he kills, kills people. so many people in '89 and Batman Returns. Batman Returns. He he lit at least three people on fire. And Batman returns, and he hooked and a, then, he and looked, then he he a bomb on a guy's belly, and then pushed <laughs> him down a hole. He strapped he a bomb the on a guy over the top. Yeah, the over the top. He blows him up. Yeah, so Batman right. eighty nine. He kills about fifty people in a warehouse. He kills the, the Ray Charles priest guy and throws him down the thing. And, but I mean, the reason why, and I, I can say this, you know, as a total, you know, I'll argue in public with frozen dairy products in my hands <laughs> is that in the movies the hero has to kill the bad guy and his henchman to be like you know swinging his hero dick <laughs> or else like that's not you loser <laughs> you have to waste them all and and it's perfectly fine for batman to go on a rampage and then say, like, you know, killing is wrong and every life is sacred and the courts and the rules and all that. Because mm-hmm. he's doing heroism. I guess people don't understand story arcs or character arcs. They don't, yeah, they don't understand that it's, it's all pretend. It's all pretend. But I remember thinking, like, man, Batman's so hardcore, he totally just killed a woman by setting her on fire with his engine. And that's, I watch well, it now I mean, and I'm like, oh, I guess it's not a woman. You could have gotten Mandela that way because, like, you could have like watched like a hundred thousand advertisements, and the advertisement at the time showed him like you know just going through clowns and <laughs> and setting things on fire. So mm-hmm. you may have like you know thought he he had to pull a lady on fire, but he does not. Now, that would have been like very surreal, like. But Batman went so hard, he like he tracked, pulled, pulled a lady down, and, and blasted her with his with his turbines. And he only pulls his punches a little bit with Catwoman, so that was nice to see. Yeah, treat her like a true equal. Yes, this, this is really well. I mean, it's that they would not do that now, mm-hmm. but they, you know, they they make her a supernatural character that it's okay to you know hurl bleach bombs at and or lethally dispose of well they make zoe kravitz pattinson's girlfriend like right off the bat basically <laughs> yeah but like but she got a pussy hat on and she hates <laughs> all the white guys and they, they made it look well the, as much as it pains me to say this zoe kravitz catwoman like anne hathaway catwoman before her is accurate to the batman thing but what do i think works better in the movie the tragic photo negative of Batman you have in Batman Returns. Because uh, it brings up that monster element. And Catwoman has accepted her monster status. Batman is, you know, you know, he who fights monsters. 
And we almost get the birth of the meme in this film with the love scene between Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle. It gets interrupted by what they see on the television and they both gotta gotta leave quick. But do you think Batman was about to go down on Catwoman? I don't I mean that was like a PG thirteen nineteen ninety one thing. Well they they both had to stop because they both had wounds from when they fought each other. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well I mean, you know, I you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if uh, and then the the TV was the excuse for them to stop. Completely. I think yeah. I think they're saying that, that only the boss is Zack Snyder is bold <laughs> enough to envision for his universe. Set us canon. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, probably. Well, but um, in in, in you know, we're going to be you know artistically corrupt for Batman Returns like that kid. I don't <laughs> think so. And then like John Peters told him different. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Imagine the reaction to that if Snyder did that now, considering the reaction that the Eternals got for having a sex scene. Well, well, Zack Snyder would be portraying it with religious accuracy to the correctness of the source. But he didn't even display the implied uh, intimacy between Batman and Wonder Woman in Justice League, in any version of Justice League, you just have to assume that mm. it happened because, you know, he's letting it in his basement and, like, use his coffee scotch. What do you think Gunn is really trying to do with recasting all these roles? I think he, uh, he wants to erase the whole Snyder thing because he hates Zack Snyder and resents him for throwing away his Dawn of the Dead, for Roger Avery's Dawn of the Dead. He hates Zack Snyder has all these fans. He hates Zack Snyder with his, his family and his kids and all these movies that make all this money and that's controversy. I mean, Zack Snyder is more controversial than Mel Gibson, like way, like way, like beyond more, like the beloved and like extreme and reactionary. There's no comparison. And, um, James Gunn will never escape the whole trauma thing. He will always be that guy that they they let you know play in their pool with you know and he took a shit in there. Took two shits <laughs> in their pool. But I mean, do you think they're he's trying to get new actors for Batman and Wonder Woman to or I should say uh Pattinson? He wants to get Pattinson. Uh, well, in there? I know I know that from the discussions he's had with children over the last four years that he's long intended to get a younger Superman for Robert Pattinson, but I think like Robert Pattinson and Henry Cavill are the same age. Or like close enough. I mean like what? Like they're both like 37, 40 something. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um he's he's doing it to dismantle the whole Snyder thing. Out of, of spite. Because he hates it. Except apparently he's keeping Cena around and his brother and uh, his wife, well, I should that, say. That, that's all. That's all him. That's all him. Yeah, all his friends get yeah. to keep their jobs, even though. I they're... mean, as far as I'm concerned, the only movies relevant to the whole thing are Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, and Justice League. I, I don't care about Suicide Squad or the Suicide Squad. Uh, I the you. As far as I'm concerned, they share 
those characters tangentially. What about Wonder Woman or Aquaman? Nothing, nothing. Aquaman 2 I'm really interested in because it's been recut to suit the demands of the Snyder Cult. Mm-hmm. And our demands, which is good. That's good. It's what James Wan deserves. Because James Wan is why Hawaii is dead. And he'll never outlive that. Tobin Bell would have always been fine. Tobin Bell has a great voice and he can play a heavy in any movie. Yeah. He, Dr. Jigsaw probably had a minimal impact on his whole life. I remember him back in the firm. Yeah. I mean, if the long hair. If James Wan never left his continent, the world would have been a better place for it. Well, there's a Shazam. Two got uh, got yeah, delayed. I, I I didn't realize I saw Black Adam and I didn't realize it was actually Black Shazam. Shazam. Yeah, that is that is a big problem when you watch Black Adam is that it is a Shazam. Because I never I saw the Shazam. first Shazam. I I did. I watched it too. I, saw it. I feel it, almost it, obligated I, I to watch that and Aquaman, but uh, less Shazam so now. Is maybe the most upsetting children's movie made since like Return to Oz. And I say that because it has the like the parental rejection scene and the real Superman doesn't show up to the special needs table at the end of the movie, which ruins the whole movie. They should just not make the movie. <laughs> oh, they, they, they ruin the whole movie. I noticed in the trailer for Shazam too, when he when he's at the doctor's office and the doctor says I'm a pediatrician. And they pan over. They have the Annabelle doll sitting in the doctor's office. <laughs> that, that guy's only success is making a spin-off of some James Wan. Warren it's part of the Conjuring verse. Yeah, you know the Conjuring is, is a boring fucking movie. I mean, I, I maybe I've said this before, but back when James Wan was still on Facebook. And this is before he killed Paul Walker, just so everyone knows. He, he did not yet kill Paul Walker. Allegedly, I should say that for legal purposes. <laughs> no, he was, his car exploded. But, like, anyway, he was like, um, Interstellar. Well, this is after he killed Paul Walker. Allegedly. Anyway, Paul Walker came, uh, Interstellar came out, and he, he said, um, I wonder what, you know, Sheldon and those Big Bang Theory guys would say about. Interstellar. And that is when I knew that James Wan had like an IQ of like 77. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, oh no. Oh no. So, I mean, my, my, uh, Lee Winnell, whatever his fucking name is, he obviously, you know, made Saw. (laughs) And tried to ruin it at the same time with his acting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he, it's out, whatever the James Wan situation is some sort of you know, like Manchurian candidate empty suit hoax <laughs> that, that has resulted <laughs> in horrible things. Um, didn't he do that uh, death sentence? The yeah, one, the death one sentence with is, uh, Kevin Bacon. Like, death sentence is like a movie made for the third world. I hated like, that I movie. Your you know, it's like not a proper vigilante murder movie. No, it's like wrong. It's the form is wrong. It, it's weird. John Goodman is in it. It's like weird. 
It came out when they were doing all those uh, revenge movies. Like they, had, it, uh, it was around the yeah, time the Punisher it, came out, and it, it, enough. It, it's so, <laughs> and it's so low. It's so strange and low quality. Who's that? Was that one with the uh, Jodie Foster? Yeah, that is. Yeah, that was the brave one, which is the brave one where she has like four nude scenes. It's a straight up remake of Death Wish, though. Same movie. Even down to uh, Terrence Selwyn is the cop and he throws away the gun for it. I mean, it is. It is. Was Jeff Goldblum raper in the beginning? No, a different bunch of. Well, Nobody else raped her. She gets raped oh, no. in the beginning, yeah. Yeah, she gets raped. Her boyfriend is killed and her dog is kidnapped. She does four nude scenes at least in that movie. She's like a 50 years old when it came out. Well, I mean, like, you know, her body is a weapon. <laughs> I know what John Hinckley's checking out. Yeah, yeah that is her movie. That was her movie for Hinckley. Yeah, she made that for him. <laughs> well, he's out now. He's probably like, I know that's it. all the DVDs and Blu-ray. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, all I that think... and he'll watch, watch Taxi Driver again for, for memories. <laughs> oh, but... yeah. Well, for the first time in like 50 years. <laughs> well, like, I mean, it is, I mean, it is weird. They they made Death Wish with Jodie Foster, which now they do that. But like, oh, that's like, you know, that's, that's woke male feminism. I mean, it, it was back then also. I think she directed it. Yeah, probably. You know, which is probably why there are so many nude scenes with her, because nobody else would put that many in there. I imagine that Jodie Foster is a gun cowboy lesbian. In real life well it's always been rumored that uh mel provided the uh the batter for the baby i don't I, I, it's possible but like they've always stayed friends i just imagine that jody foster's house has like a million guns a million bear traps and she's <laughs> just waiting for hinkley to show up where is she from originally? She's got to be from the South, right? She's a child star. It's, been, it's horrible. I have no idea. I have no idea what her origin is. Probably Disney. Probably she was found in like a like a turnip truck or a supermarket by some Disney person. And like, you should be in the parent trap. We should make two of you somehow. Even after all, all of Mel's troubles, you know, she puts them in the beaver. Well, yeah, I mean, she's, she's probably Mel Gibson. So that is another reason why I believe that, yeah, she is, she is a, like, you kill him first. You kill, and she's like, in the movie she chooses to be in are all like reactionary revenge murder movies. Like Elysium, despite like, you know, how, how you know, pie in the sky veganism it is, is still, you know, a man on a rampage movie. Do you think she runs the Twitter account of gays against groomers? I, I, didn't, I don't think any, I don't think boomers are on Twitter like that. <laughs> That's a good point. I just don't think they are. I mean, I don't understand. It's just weird thinking of uh, Jodie Foster as being a boomer. (laughs) Well, I mean, she is, though. She's like, you know, she was, you know, a child in 1973. That means we're, she, well, I don't know. She's on the bubble. Well, IMDb said she was born in 1962, so she would be a born in Los Angeles. Said she was born in Los Angeles. I don't think anybody in Hollywood is like cognizant of of the creeping groomer paranoia hoax thing or the or the moral panic that it is. Because what people think it is and you know what it really is are two different things. But like uh, I don't think Hollywood people are cognizant of it at all. Because they're so awash in like like Dan Schneider type people that they that they lost all perspective 
and like what's acceptable or what's okay. I mean, that's just my personal take. I guess we could steer back towards Batman once again. <laughs> just quickly. Let's talk about Alfred. Just real quick. As a child, sure. Jodie Foster was attacked by a lion and carried briefly in its mouth while filming Disney's Napoleon and Samantha in 1972. See? Disney, they, they put her in the literal lion's den. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, even, like, even Jodie Foster... Like, if you explained her what, what the, the, the groomer thing was about, she wouldn't understand. Because, like, uh, like probably, I'm not even sure if, like, Mel Gibson would understand. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, what? Like, what do you mean? Like, what you, it's just a movie, it's fine. Because you know, Boomer, Boomer is like a, I don't know if Boomers have feelings. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> um, let's talk about Alfred. Yes, it's Alfred's best movie. Second best movie. It's Alfred's best movie. Because I was going to ask you about Alfred and his... The quintessential uh... Alfred. Yes. (laughs) Yeah? It's Alfred upon which all other Alfreds are measured. (laughs) I was wondering. So I know a lot of people have gripes with him in in 89 because he brings Vicky Vale to the Batcave. They mention that in this movie, too. So what are your thoughts on that? And then also... In Batman Returns, you know, Bruce Wayne being pretty uh, flippant with his secret identity, he takes off his mask in front of multiple people, even somebody who he's allegedly just going to arrest in Max Shrek. Well, yeah, that, that, that ain't, yeah. Well, that, the third act is where all rules of everything get suspended in formula and movies. And you see this copying in, in the Sam Raimi Spider Man movies. But I think what they wanted to go for with the Batman, the Batman franchise, they were attempting to build was that at the end of every final battle, Batman would be unmasked in some way. Hmm. And then what happens in Batman 1989? I mean, yeah, it's like it, 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 it's illogical to at that. It's new. It's a new idea, right? And it's illogical in the minds of the faithful at the time, 1989. When you think about it, you know, the same exact thing happens with Joseph Gordon-Levitt in Batman Dark Knight Rises, where I'm sure, you know, if you go to Alfred and you're like, I solved the murders in the wings, I know Bruce Wayne is Batman, and I know you have a Batcave. But I'm okay with it because I want to help. I guess I'm sure like Alfred or whatever, it's like, okay. Yeah. Because shit is so weird. How could he not? <laughs> I mean, if, if you go and you level and you're like, I've solved the mystery of the Batman. I don't know. He'll let you Yeah. Because we know Alfred ultimately takes care of Batman. Because Batman is, you know, Batman can get a little too into what he's doing. He says bored. Yes. Yeah. So we just have to trust Alfred's judgment. It's a little different, though. I mean, with Joseph Gordon Levitt, you know, figuring everything out and Vicki Vale not really knowing much. Same thing. No, but she, when she figured out the Wayne's murder and, you know, and, and the flashback happened, once we saw the flashback, the movie flashback, which she, she herself must have uncovered. But you know, her newspaper clippings. She knew it all. 
Even so, who's going to believe you if you tell the public that Bruce Wayne is Batman? Yeah, nobody would know. Nobody's going to believe you. <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. No, it's billionaire not. playboy Bruce Wayne. No, Batman? I don't think so. Like criminals. That's not true. That's made up. Yeah, exactly. Well, Lucius and Fox I, brought up that very point in uh, yeah, the Dark I mean, Knight, which is pretty funny. I mean, you've to you've to assume all these you know, all these situations that they go to in the movies answer the arguments eventually. I mean, the uh, the animated series in the nineties had a. A storyline in one episode where uh, the villains all found out it was Bruce Wayne or something because uh, he got his mind read. One of them yes. had like a mind reading machine. Yeah, and uh, they they didn't believe it. They thought he was yeah. he was making it up. Yeah, they never they never believe it because it's, it's not good enough. Let's go to one of the next scenes. Like I said, we don't have to go beat by beat, but uh, what are some scenes that stand out for you, action wise? Character-wise, uh, I think the last third of that movie is probably peak Batman film. Really? And, yeah, that and uh, probably the last third of Justice League, other version. But that the, what's really weird is is the is the, the crafting of those elements are, are really are not not dissimilar. And you can't you can't in good conscience say that. Justice League wasn't influenced and wasn't trying to replicate the you know bat the bat vehicle rampage as seen in Batman because the the bat the bat boat approach to the Penguins compound and you know all these all these guys fleeing that is some iconic shit. Yeah, I love that scene. Um, and they kind of do this well. I mean, they do have another boat in Batman Forever, but you know, it's a little different. Robins. Throw away shit thing. Yeah, like, well, yeah. Batman gets a plane. A plane. Did you uh did you have the uh the boat from Batman, Batman Returns? I had yes, I had the Bat Hammer. Okay, and, nice. Uh, yeah, I yeah. did not have that. I did not have the split apart Batmobile. I just had the 89. The, I mean the 1991 from Kenya. Because I, I threw out all my toilet shit. And got the uh, Banner and Dark Knight collection stuff from from Children's Palace, mm. nineteen ninety. I have vivid memories of that. Um, and there's already one toy line. So the nineteen ninety and nineteen ninety one Batman Batman Returns thing. Uh, so, what do you make out of uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's performance? It, it, it's it's you know it's great it's great, but it's I will say with every caveat it is not comic book. Yeah. Or, or, my follow-up. What would you say of the portrayal? Is uh, her it, performance is good, but the portrayal is not very. It, it's not accurate, but yeah. I don't care. Kind of like Max Shrek. You you like where they they where they took liberties? It, it's it's a new character, completely complete liberties. But once again, I don't care. And with uh, Catwoman and Batman's relationship, how close was that to in the comic books? Was there any storylines like very, that? It's very different. They give they give Bat they give Catwoman like this, you know, monster quality in Batman terms. In 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 Batman the comic, she's a morally ambiguous femme Patel and you know slowly, slowly made into a superhero over the slow creeping push of less moral ambiguity. Mm. But the character that you see in 
1992 Batman comics is completely different aside from the overall look from Catwoman. It did kind of feel like their relationship wasn't necessarily earned as much in this one. I kind of felt like they yeah. fell in love too quickly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like it's, he's he's like he's basically he's just not a dick to her in Max Shrek's office and then they walk and talk a little bit out, you know, Christmas window shopping and that's it. It's the same as in Heather's except the the genders are reversed. Mm. he was like man. stalking her though like he just happened <laughs> to meet her on the street like two or three times Batman because Batman is a hero and, and really cool Batman stalks women <laughs> in all media Batman stalks women like- Bruce Wayne stalks women and Batman like- oh, Batman will stalk women as Bruce Wayne in a homeless persona or in the Bruce Wayne persona but Batman stalks women <laughs> I liked when uh, Selena showed up to the meeting with Max and Bruce. And obviously, uh, Max was surprised to see her because he thought she was dead. And yeah. uh, <laughs> that was yeah. a good scene. He says, uh, Who knew that she had a brain to damage? <laughs> <laughs> and the, uh, you know, leading up to that meeting, it was seen as such a big deal, you know. and Selena Kyle's got to pull all the files, all the Bruce Wayne files. And then it's basically like Shrek has his mind made up of what he's going to do before Bruce gets there. It feels like it's like, he knows what Bruce is going to say and he's going to tell him to go fuck himself. And he's going to try and go forward with the, uh, with the power, with the power plant plans anyways, because you know, he's going to install penguin as the mayor. She pulled the secret files is the problem. (laughs) Yeah. I guessed your password. I thought it was uh, what was the it was the, the Chihuahua's name, Hector or something. I don't know. I forget what it was. Yeah, shades of darkening and, and ghost. <laughs> the whole he saw the memorandum and was kicking that thing. I like how he does like a fake out before killing her too. Yeah, it's just scared. <laughs> Whoa! And he grabs her by the pussy and he tosses her out the window. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. They let you do it. When you're that rich, they just let you. What I was gonna say about the Batman Catwoman relationship is it's identical to Winona Ryder and Christian Slater and Heather's, except Catwoman is Christian Slater. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, Batman wants order, and Catwoman does not. Yeah. But in her her version of justice is it's too much even for Batman. She wants to kill all the popular kids. Yeah. Yes. They give Catwoman literally nine lives in this yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah. They give her actual powers as a different kind of human being, as a as another, as a, as a legitimate freak criminal in the Batman Rogues Gallery. Because Catwoman is nothing special about, you know, comic Catwoman. Not, you know, she's not meta. She's not a superhuman. She's, she's nothing. It's hard to figure out how she got him too, because she falls well, out of the window and goes through a bunch of awnings, and then that's why they say she's like female Joker. Like there's she some cats like her yeah. and bite her fingers. Or she something. like gets empowered or some magical some shit, but she is yeah, she's she's invulnerable in, in limited ways because of that, because of movie rules, because <laughs> of the rule of cool. I mean, you saw what happened to Max Shrek after she gave him that. Uh... Yes. A kiss and, can you know, be deadly if you mean it. No, yeah, that the, the whole ending of Batman Returns is my favorite Batman ending of film. 
Uvarian wins the war, right? He loses the girl because the girl is, is too bad even for him. And it's just great. It's just so good. I mean, Batman Master of the Phantasm, in the cartoon, mm. he's just a ripoff of Batman Returns. Mm. In 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 small ways and in big ways, but in ways so so visible that as time goes on, my opinion of Batman Master of the Phantasm grows. How was that new comic series Batman in '89? It's fucking terrible. Mm. <laughs> if you buy it, you're wrong. No, if you buy it, it's wrong. I mean, really, it's fucking terrible. It's it's the lowest level licensed comic shit you could possibly think of. So it's basically just uh, inspired by Batman '89, and they just Batman create Lynch. an entire storyline. Batman '89. I mean, I love Sam Hill. I'm so glad that he's getting paid. Fucking tear! It's punishment to read. Reading it is an act of punishment. Uh, same as Superman '78 is an act. It is a punishingly stupid thing. It's just a horrible blight. I remember seeing Lorez tweet about Batman '89, and he had the same opinion. I mean, he got like angry, like about it, but like you, you got to see. Just it, it makes it very clear by the cover, even it is you know bargain bin licensed comic shit and he had already bu- he he bought it <laughs> i mean getting, getting i mean i don't i still understand i mean maybe i think he's smarter than he is but like you gotta know at this point that any licensed comic is is fucking horrible if you didn't learn your lesson with dark horse star wars you will never be safe from getting fucked by the comic time shit well it seems like they're just you know Making every superhero woke, Marvel, DC doesn't matter. Well, I mean, this kind of sucks, but like superheroes are woke, but they're also reactionary because you know they'll they'll you know they'll have all these you know tragic victimhood stories about them and you know their different lives and shit, and they'll have be written by these super duper high pie in the sky progressive people, but at the end of the day, it's still about doing violence to the enemy. Mm-hmm. Fascists. Yeah, it, 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 they are. Every superhero, and I'm sorry, is is a reactionary fascist imposing some fascist shit on people. And it is, it's not like me, like, oh, we need to stop. No, you can't. I'm not, I'm not going to lie about it. You know, Batman is a fascist. Superman <laughs> is a fascist. Wonder Woman is a fascist. Green Lantern is a, the whole Green Lantern Corps is a fascist <laughs> organization. Well, I mean, Superman is actually a socialist, actually, because he he uh, doesn't uh, he, he holds his shit in. He doesn't reach his full potential, which would be fascistly dominating the whole world with an iron fist and imposing world peace or death with his laser eyes. So, you know. Like Brightburn. Yes. Well, you know, it's true though. <laughs> but, that, but that is actually true. Superman is the only one who, who tries to like limit his shit. I mean, in the comics, Batman doesn't kill people, but that's only because comics code and you need you need to have the Joker and the Riddler keep reappearing, no matter what. You need to have 80 years of Riddler, 80 years of Joker, 80 years of Penguin, 80 years of Two-Face. Because of the toy line. It's, it's, if there's no Batman toy line, maybe you could kill off villains. At least, you know, 
past 1984. We're like, hey, you know, maybe we can kill some villains. No, we can't. They're too beloved, too important. I'm trying to think of all the Christmassy things about Batman Returns. It's not doing Christmas. Well, they have they have two tree lightings. Mm, there's two of those, and it ends with Bruce and Alfred wishing each other a Merry Christmas. And an empty sand can't open. What else do you need? <laughs> yeah. it's great. It's great. It's great. The villains show up in a giant Christmas present. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great. I know. It, it's so NBC Christmas special lighting thing. It has that that nine that whole that whole you know Coca Cola commercialism of, of the pageantry down. Mind you, it, it's saccharine and kind of satirical when it has all that. But I wonder, is it Christmas because of Shane Black? And only because of Shane Black. <laughs> I, I did like when uh, Max reveals the, uh, the Penguin for Mayor uh, war room, if you will. Yes. Uh, Penguin says, aren't elections normally held in November? And isn't this late December <laughs> so if you didn't know I mean just by that yes they, they make it very clear that it is Christmas you're right we missed the regularly scheduled election but elected officials can be recalled impeached given the boot they can mix it then think of you Oswald Cobblepot the void I'd like to fill her void signatures to overturn the ballot. I can supply those, Oswald. Teach you my French flipper trick. Oswald, we need one more thing. A platform. Stop global warming. Start global cooling. Make the world a giant icebox. I like it. The mere recall, we have to have a catalyst, a trigger. How are you doing great, Mayor Cobblepot? Your table is ready, Mayor Cobblepot. I need you, Oswald. I need you now. That's the biggest parasol I've ever seen. Some incident like the Gulf of Tonkin or the Reichstag fire. up there to drive the mayor into a foaming frenzy. Exactly. Sounds fun. Um, but I, 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 I mustn't get sidetracked, Maxie. I got my own things to tend to. Sidetracked. Oswald, this is your chance. To fulfill a destiny your parents carelessly discarded. Reclaim my birthright, you mean? Imagine as mayor. <laughs> By the year of the media, access the capitals of industry. Unlimited pong bang. You drive a hard bargain, Maxie. All right, I'll be mayor. Trying to have a Gavin or Newsome like recall. Yes. Max Shrek has enough people in his building to do it today. Yeah. I think I could buy Gavin and Governor and Gavin Newsom. Well, I mean, yeah. Gavin, Gavin has cartoon logic. It's not a. I mean, I, I, I hate to refute Chris Nolan, the master of comic filmmaking, but uh, <laughs> it's cartoon logic. 
I mean, it's a world where, where bad guys have bad guy music. I thought the penguin had some uh, uh, funny lines. Uh, my favorite may have been, I was their number one son, but they treated me like number two. <laughs> Everything the penguin says is trumping. Everything. Everything. It's, it's great. Well, he's being uh, coached by Trump himself there. Sure. Yeah, I mean, basically. I mean, it's... it's I don't, I don't know what Daniel Waters' opinion of the whole 1970s, 80s New York thing. I mean, he's really cagey. I mean, I've said this many, many times. Daniel Waters' whole writing style was stolen from him by Joss Whedon. And mm. uh, he's never mentioned it, ever. <laughs> but uh, Whedon speak is just, is just Daniel Waters' Heather speak. I forget, did Trump ever run for mayor in New York? I don't think so. I don't think he ran for office till he ran for president. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And the 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 mayor plot is the penguin becoming mayor originates in the '66 TV show. That's that's the only reason probably why that's the plot. I mean, they 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 probably like what is Batman two? What's a Batman story that's iconic? What's the Wrath of God of Batman? Like, well, the joke? No, can't do Joker again. Not not again. So they probably were like, what's the most iconic episode of the beloved Adam West TV show, which is the most important thing in Batman besides the thing that gets made? Yeah, you know, like uh, his honor of the mayor, his honor of the mayor. And like, yes, okay, let's do that. It's a great idea. So the, the third Burton Batman would have had Marlon Wayans as Robin. Yes. Catwoman would have been back, right? I, I don't think so. I don't think we'd ever see Cat. They really? teased that she would she would be back because they, they had the they, they did that, I think her. so kids wouldn't cry. But yeah. like the the story goes from what we see is that yeah, she must run now forever. And Batman will never know if she lived or if she died. Mm. And that's better. It's so much better. But he, he so, took that stray so he took that stray cat in just you know to make him feel better. Yeah. <laughs> Just to remind him of her. Well, it's that's yeah, that, that's it. And like, I do not imagine that Burton would do anything different. Because what, what he did is, is there's some homaging to Bride of Frankenstein in the, in the her disappearance in the, the electrical fireball of Max Shrek. Mm. I mean, that's just great. That's great. And you see that, you see that copy. Um, you see copying in Batman Mask of Phantasm with the, the animated Dana Delaney character. Mm. You see it, uh, you know, you know, in Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Um, but I digress. Uh, and then Billy D. Williams would have been back, right? I play Two Face. I, I think I don't know. I mean, you'd hope, right? Maybe that was one of the things that caused the rift. Uh, did you hear of any uh, other uh, possible villains for his? I, all I heard was the plot would have been the same. Mm. Um, maybe Brad Dourif would have been the Riddler. Maybe not. Maybe that's all just rumor. But I think um, Rene Russo would have been Nicole Kidman for Michael Keaton. But once it became the Joel Sh- I don't know if, if Keaton left exactly with Tim Burton or not. And it really doesn't 
you can never know now. It doesn't really even matter at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Because the Schumacher thing, he kept, Schumacher kept Hingle and Go. And that was, you know, he, he left. He lost everyone else, um, which sucks. But I guess they were going by James Bond rules where the office doesn't change, but the guy changes. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's fine. And, and, and even as a kid at like age eight or seven, I understood that. So like, it's just how it is. There must be a Batman movie. The Batman movie waits for no man. It's not like Black Panther where you can't continue the yeah, character because yeah, the actor is, that, died. That that what they did is really bad. What they did is really bad. Yeah, you can't do what they did. What they did is is is, is taking shit on the thing, which is the selling Black Panther action figure. Which it, it makes my whole prophecy is they only made it to destroy it. It it wasn't good. I didn't like it. Well, I mean, I'll see you when it's on Disney Plus. But the idea of making a Black Panther less Black Panther movie is 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 it's like you know the the the, the Pink Panther without and with the clip show one the the, the curse of Pink Panther whatever you can't do that you can't you can't just shit on people like that. When we had you on to discuss Matt Reeves as the Batman, yes, yes, did we? rank all the batman movies i don't know but like my ranking is, is kind of anarchically distressing like i have batman forever and batman and robin above the dark knight and the dark knight rises what about batman begins Batman begins is tied with like like batman forever but the the, the latter two nolan movies are so over aware of the criticism the journalism and and the zeitgeist that they're over serious, languid, stupid movies that are just shot in Chicago. You can see they're in Chicago, and they. Oh, have the a, third one's uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. Manhattan the, the, was still it, the, the 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 fact that we're no longer in like a fake Gotham City creates a terrible production value design problem. Not like. Not like they had bad production design. Not like you know they didn't have the best shit at Pinewood or whatever. What I mean is, you go from like this fake, you know, WB lot village in the Katie Holmes movie, and then you go from like Chicago and New York, and real places and real, and it's totally ruined. The immersion is so changed and ruined. The city looks completely different in every movie. Yeah. And that's not like that's not like me being like, oh, it's the, the fantasy architecture of Gotham. No, the Batman wears like a Bible Man costume in The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. He doesn't wear like a like a toy costume. He wears like a he's, he's visually less good costume with like floppy military pants, like rubber floppy military pants. And if they they forgo all this iconography, everything that's wrong with the Matt Reeves movies movie. Excuse me, not going to look. Starts with the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises. Everything. Because for whatever reason, in the Dark Knight 2008, they were allowed to forgo so much Batman iconography in favor of, I don't know what. I, I don't, and this is even before Heath Ledger's death made it the greatest movie ever made. So, like, I don't know. Like, 
I don't know how he got the clout to use IMAX and do all that. But he, he made the, a Batman movie uh, that forego, that completely forwent so much of the fantasy trappings that you, you harmed the, the brand. You, you poisoned the brand. Zack Snyder tried to bring it back to fantasy a little bit. I mean, back to, I mean, it's very real and edgy, but it's still, he, he put it back in, in, in firmly in the realm of John Peter's toy business. Um, the, 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 the Nolan stuff, I think tried to be more evocative of baby James Bond. Yeah. Well, Nolan's yeah. always wanted to make a Bond film. And, and it affected the James Bond movies in really bad ways. I mean, I, I can think of the, the Nolan Batman movies to be a negative, a net negative on the whole Batman. They, they, they did as much damage to the idea of Batman as the Adam West show did. It's, you know, if we're going to be precious about the idea of Batman as a grim vigilante of the night. Yeah, the Dark Knight was basically let's put Batman in the real world, and it, it's it's insipid. It's insipid. It's insipid, and it's it's criticisms about like fascist overreach of surveillance are stupid because Batman is we're, we're supposed to be on the side of Batman just no matter what you know because whatever it's fine. He's got the Batmobile. He can do cool stuff. The, the whole, like, you know, Morgan Freeman, like, oh, it's illegal, it's unethical to have this wild machine. Well, it's always but, been thought that Nolan's a, a righty. Well, I mean, like... Because he's most, in favor of the... Basically, you know, well, the Dark Knight is the Patriot Act, right? Well, it's, yeah, I mean, it's criticism of the Patriot Act. But, like, in the movie, Batman's paying like shit is correct. I, was saying, I wouldn't yeah. say it's criticism of it, it's... Yeah, I mean, it's, well, it's I mean, saying it's yeah. why we it's need a, it. It's a necessary you know? evil. But, yeah, yeah, and, and like the whole, but, but everything that happens in the movie is an attempt, I think, to be pretentious and intellectual to to put intellectual dressing on um, the toy movie. I think that he wanted to make it let's just be more than what it is. And I will say I liked the Dark Knight. Oh yeah, I like I liked it. I liked it the most of the trilogy. The Batman Begins was okay, but I was never huge on it, and I really didn't like Dark Knight Rises. It's my favorite of the three. But the success of those movies basically started the trend of everything's got to be dark and grittier, darker and grittier than whatever came before it. Well, we forget that that trend started with Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah. Like, you know, when, when Although they kind of went back with the Schumacher stuff. But, uh, well, they, yeah, they, they, always walk, they always walk back to up and read. Because that's why everyone thought, like, well, it needs to be gritty because, you know, looking back, the Schumachers sucked. You know, the Burtons were yeah. always better, you know? That's, but it, it, that's how things go. They go from hard to soft. And that's just how it is. And then they, you know, they started doing... You know, everything's got to be set in the real world, no matter how cartoony well, I mean, it is. Every, everything follows the Batman trilogy. Nolan's claims, at least, that he wrote The Dark Knight Rises, him and his brother, uh, three months before Occupy Wall Street. Yeah, sure. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but you could say it's a definite criticism of Occupy Wall Street and that whole philosophy. It, yeah, probably. I bet he wrote it out. Well, the weird thing is it was being filmed before Occupy Wall Street would happen. 
It was being filmed, you know, it was filmed before they even had I mean, they were filming it in like 2011 in spring. And they were like, because I, I remember I was in New Mexico for important reasons. And it was like August. And they, I, I, we were already speculating about what the plot of the movie would be because principal photography was already over. And Occupy Wall Street didn't happen until like October or September. But like either he predicted it or he imagined that like flash mobs could be bad. Yeah. And that like uh, the idea of like getting shoes for free. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, I guess I won't make you rank them all. Although I am curious. It's like, how do you rate how much you like something you like? Yeah. Although I am curious, uh, I thought maybe if you did rank them, I was wondering how high Batman from the '60s was. Are you a huge? Just, it's, are I, you I a purist? It, it, it exists. I appreciate it, but like it is, it damage the idea of Batman. But if like you're like a fully Batman pilled Batman scholar like me and Patrick Leahy and, and Frank Miller, you like it. You can't know, mm-hmm. but like. Yeah. You would not show the impressionable, unaware Batman people there because be like, no, this is not Batman. Batman isn't like this. I mean, he is like this. Very much of its time. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, you know, if you read, like, if you watch, like, uh, you know, there's there's a huge there's a huge triad of the demo that only like silly Batman, and that 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 exists and it'll always exist. And it's predated. I mean, the Adam West stuff is based on like the 1950s stuff, which was which was silly because you know by by demand, silly by demand. So it's whatever. I mean, I can't I can't erase it. I wouldn't erase it because then it wouldn't have we have now. Mm-hmm. Batman wouldn't have killed those people in the movie system <laughs> if Adam West didn't hand up to show how much you know more stream was well didn't they didn't they borrow didn't they borrow the bomb scene from the 1966 movie batman returns instead of throwing it off the uh the pier he attaches it to a clown adam the adam west batman stuff has a huge influence on the visual look of those the latter two known movies yeah dark knight rises ends with him bringing the bomb out into the the ocean you know Catwoman looks like Julie Newmar Catwoman. Yeah. Um, Joker looks like Caesar Romero Joker. Um, that is that, that's how it looks. I mean, and Batman's Bible Man inspired tactical costume that he wears is subtly purple. I mean, it is. It's subtly purple and it's subtly shiny purple. Do you think uh, Caesar Romero <laughs> did have a? Uh a fetish for young boys to throw orange wedges at his ass as I, 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 <laughs> acclaimed no by Gilbert Godfrey. I don't know. It, it could be. Could be. You don't know. I don't know. Maybe. It was like I a mean, James Gunn situation. Allegedly. I should say that for legal purposes. So it could be. Like, I don't want to speak ill of Bill. He's, he's one of the few Jokers to, to get it. I mean, Joker actors. Did you like uh, Jared Leto's Joker? Yeah, yeah, I like all the movie Jokers. Yeah, even Joaquin Phoenix. 
even 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 if Barry Kegel in his back, I'll be glad to see him. With his <laughs> with his well, uh, bad you know, skin or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean he deserves to be in the movie. I mean, putting it on his back. So he's gonna have like acne scars for like a smile or something. Well, I mean, that made him, you know, white and have have green hair. But it's it's possible. Yeah, he didn't have makeup on. It's a a very uh, real. Yeah, they. It's really they wouldn't let you keep your makeup on. It was like a realistic. uh, Yeah, realistic or whatever. You burned chemical burns. This is. I mean, he was never in focus. Yeah. Yeah, and, and all the photos are like fan reconstructions of like, what do you mean like if we digitally remove the glass? Because <laughs> that movie, he, he loved making everything blurry in that movie. It's, it, is, it is the war on cinematography, yes. That movie <laughs> war. Like, let's make it real dark and blurry so nobody can and see it. My, my hypothesis is guys like is the guys like Matt Reeves do things like print out a DI, cover it in grime, and film it again. Because they, they fixate on the process of movie making because the movies they're making are actually fucking worth the shit, like Planet of the Apes fucking 11 or something. So they're like, they're not making like original movies. You know? They're making studio hack job shit. But, and when they do it, they make the, the whole the whole process is, is, is their art form. Not the movie itself, but like the production, the post-production, overseeing shit and talking about, oh, you did all this important stuff. Like, like it matters. Like people are really excited about Dawn of the Planet of the Apes or Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Excuse me, God, War of the Planet of the Apes. They're making another one, right? Is that is that the There will one? always there will always be more Planet of the Apes movies. Is he, I mean, is he still involved? He, Do we yeah, know? I mean, Depends on if they make more Batman. Is it coming out before or after the next Halloween movie? That that is a good question. But I, I, they I think they, they announced a, they announced a new Planet of the Apes one. I'm positive. Yeah, I mean, that. it's being filmed. It's already being filmed. Yeah. It's not in that. But but what I mean is like the chance to make all these original movies is already passed them by. So when you have someone like Matt Reeves making Batman or Dennis Villeneuve remaking, you know, Doom or Blade Runner. They get fixated on all these things that they're gonna do within the making of the movie, because the movie itself is completely worthless. But all they have is the talking about it. Like, oh, I made this. It was so hard. I actually <laughs> did it. I actually did. I had to make all these decisions. I'm so proud of my thing. And I only got to use 150 million. I assume that's a lie. So that that looked like it was like TV level. There's, there's no way they, they for 2049. Yeah, it looked like it looked like one of those Albert Pune late period movies, like <laughs> they made because it, it, it's filmed in like in like dark Soviet concrete shit buildings. Mm-hmm. There's no like future shit going on. It, it is the most visually uninteresting Philip K. Dick related thing since like The Imposter. <laughs> and that's really weird. That's really weird because Blade Runner has this future Japanese thing going on. And Blade Runner 2049 looks like nothing. It looks like nothing. And it, it has the, the stuff inside it, like the, the inside interior shots are all like, you know, Albert Pune, Interstellar, Civil War type 
shit. We got to remember the 2049, that's post-blackout. I know. But, like, <laughs> the world would have fixed itself. All you know? records were lost. They, they, would, they wouldn't be, Cities like, crumbled. They, they wouldn't be in dark caves looking at, you know, dark concrete, nothing. Yeah. I mean, I get that Jared Leto's character is blind or whatever. But, like, everywhere else is, like, dingy, dark, Lars Ranchier, element of crime-looking shit. <laughs> it is... Yeah. It's like, I don't want it to look like Blade Runner because Blade Runner is too iconic. I almost look like Nemesis 5. <laughs> All right. Anything else you guys want to discuss regarding Batman Returns? Otherwise, we can get into a few fun facts. Yeah, fun facts. Brett, do you have anything else? No, I think we, we can get into fun facts. Okay, let's, let's both... Uh, Go through a few of them, and then Zolly can uh, confirm or deny. I, I, I know, yeah. Because I'm sure there's a shit ton on IMDb. Hey, everybody. Here's some fun facts. Burgess Meredith, who played the Penguin on Batman and in Batman, 1966-1966, was asked to play the Penguin's father in opening of the film, but illness prevented him from it. I believe that. That would have been cool. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Burgess Meredith. That you are. Here's a fun fact. Uh, the production wanted to use king penguins, but the only tame ones in captivity were at the bird sanctuary in the Cotswolds, deep in the English countryside. So the birds were flown over to the States in the refrigerated hold of a plane. They were given their own refrigerated trailer and swimming pool with half a ton of fresh ice every day and had fresh fish delivered daily straight from the docks. Even though the temperature outside frequently topped 100 degrees, the entire set was refrigerated down to 35 degrees. The birds also had an around-the-clock bodyguard. The birds clearly enjoyed the experience as following their stint in Hollywood, most of them had mated and produced eggs, the sure sign of a contented penguin. Yeah, that's one of the oldest pieces of chili there. Mm. I think they abuse some of the penguins. How could they not? How could they not smash one of them against the wall? This ha- oh, happens. Yeah. I'm sorry, Arturo, the wrangler of the penguins killed the penguin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe they didn't. I don't want to impugn the legacy or the, the goodness of the penguin wranglers. But, you know, no matter. Here's a fun fact. Well, here's a related. Uh item in an interview for television stan winston told a little anecdote about how his crew were collecting the mechanical penguins after a day's shoot and found one of the live penguins snuggled up asleep against a mechanical one yeah that means that they're good (laughs) that means the penguins are so real that they were real they fooled the real penguins yeah that one probably tried to mate with the mechanical ones and i wonder what kind of what kind of offspring would you look Here's another fun fact. So in reference to the end of the film, you discussed how maybe she's being ambiguous with her uh, mortality. If she's alive or not, she wants maybe Batman to think she's dead or whatever. Uh, This one alleges, this person says, beginning of the film depicts young Oswald snatching snatching his family's cat into his crib and killing it. By the end of the film, Catwoman leaves her pet Miss Kitty in Bruce's care to make him aware that she survived. Do you think That's she leaves extreme the... That's extreme conjecture? Yeah. Do you think she leaves the cat behind as a signal huh? that she is alive? No. 
Well, he yeah. sees her shadow as they drive by the he alley. Sees, he yeah. sees what he's not sure. But uh, mm-hmm. he doesn't see her. Like he, he doesn't know for sure. Vanished in the next. She's vanished. Does he know it was her cat? Like it looked like it was just a stray. It's just a random cat. Yeah, that's some random shipper having a meltdown. Probably rabbit. She's with a black cat, a very similar looking yeah, one earlier in the film. But yeah, that that is like what he knows her cat. She know she has no cats in her house. She is a catless cat. No, she has a she had a cat. Oh yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, I don't yeah. I don't think that's her cat. Like what she had it stored in her, her vacuum cat suit. Well, she she had the cat at the beginning because she put pours the milk in its bowl. Yeah, yeah. And like, after she becomes Catwoman, she shares the milk with it. That, that, that's conjecture. It's just conjecture. It's something to say. Like, oh, it's her cat. She knew. But no, yeah, who knows? At the end, I don't know if that's her cat. Did they have a collar on? Tags or anything? I don't yeah, know if Batman would have seen her with the cat. But yes, because we because film is a visual medium, we see that Catwoman has survived at the end. It's a metaphor. Batman does yes, and we have, it's implied that that the Catwoman will now answer the bat signal too to impose a morally more correct version of a rampage. But Batman was not it was not to be. But you know, end end of movie teasers are not. Guaranteed. I mean, remember how the original species ends, like a rat getting the species, the species in it, and having the species telling. So you can always discount the idea of like Batman and Catwoman team up to fight the Riddler in two foot. No. Says here the scene where Selina destroys her stuffed toys might have been influenced by a scene in Ebon Maskery, Batman number three eighty seven, from September eighty five, where Roman. Uh, Sionis destroys his collection of stuffed toys. In both stories, the act symbolizes the death of the character's former self and the beginning of their new life as a masked sure. villain. Sure, sure, yeah, absolutely. Who is Roman Sionis? Black Mask. Black Mask okay. is one of the uh, lesser worthless Batman characters. Mm-hmm. He's noticeable because he looks like the Red Skull or the Black Skull. <laughs> yeah. And depending on who's writing, I mean, either his face is disfigured to be a black skull or he just wears a mask or he has a mask that was stuck to his face because it was burned onto him yeah. a la jim carrey yeah sure. yeah he was the uh he was the villain in the birds of prey movie he was played by um, yes black man i forgot that was black mask holy shit yeah, yeah. he's played by uh what's his face uh obi-wan Brown. kenobi yeah that that, that is the largest version ewan of mcgregor or ewan mcgregor yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was terrible. He, he, Ewan yeah, McGregor yeah. just played him as himself. There you go. And then well, he would just put funny. a black mask on sometimes. But his his interpretation of black mask is, you know, it's not dissimilar from the black mask in the comics. As shitty as that movie is, their their campy shit black mask would not have been a stranger in a Batman movie. Sure. It's just a bad character. Paid, yeah, I mean, played Black poor, Mask is like a... Played by a bad actor. Nah, yeah. It's <laughs> Black Mask. And then I think Mr. Pig, in many ways, is like a Black Mask ripoff. Because the way villains are is they have the real villain and, like, several ripoff villains who are like that villain to, like, fill in. Because they only have, like, eight plots they can conjure to keep the shit forever, right? 
So like they have, and well, I think in many ways, black mass might even come from like false space in like this 1960s TV show, maybe, I don't know. We, we don't know how, what comes first, but uh, there's the whole false face society and shit. And it's not worth explaining. I don't want to violate my rule about you know, looking like a, a, a mental disease because I'm discussing comic book canon and anecdotes and trivia. But Black Mask had a bunch of stuffed animals in the comics for some reason. They, they keep on reinventing them. I mean, there are many versions of the same body. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like, they, they could also be just making that up. It could be based on Citizen Kane. I mean, the smashing shit. <laughs> <laughs> could be based on literally anything. Like, uh, what I know about Daniel Waters is he probably doesn't know anything about the Batman And that's fine. That's not a problem. It wasn't a problem in 91. It is a problem now when you have people like who are dismissive of the source. Um, I mean, there's so many pieces of trivia in IMDb. Uh, Brett, if you have one that sticks out, go ahead. Otherwise, Zolly, do you have maybe a few more or something that you want to? I mean, I can, I can name probably some ones that are on IMDb trivia. I mean, the original idea for Batman 2 would have been Sam Hamm was going to write a plot where Batman and the Riddler were going to steal buried treasure or something. And that was the original idea. And there was a subplot about the Joker's body being missing and stuff. Mm. And they come back to life and Robin. And I know that, that Marlon Wayne's Robin was hired to do that iteration of Batman Returns. Okay. Before it was changed by Daniel Waters. And I'm, I'm morally certain a lot of the Twitter, not Twitter, the IMDb trivia page is is the Sam Ham is, is about what would have been Sam Ham's Batman. I mean, not like the banking out stuff about like each Stan Winston Penguin, but like uh, like the, the Stan Winston Penguin makeup and how guarded and how controversial and how scary it was. But I mean, the main, the main thing is that parental outcry over the happy meals because they didn't like the the penguins like you know gross and the black goo at the end is really upsetting to a lot of people they didn't yeah. like the whole, whole yeah. thing but i mean every batman movie should have happiness times because it should i'm sorry um looking back at batman insurance i don't think it's that objectionable you know, as far as children's fear goes. I mean, in the early 90s, they were making a lot of children's uh, property pretty dark. Yeah, I mean, I... we have to assume, have to assume that, that Batman Returns is unfairly targeted with the, the Happy Meal thing just because it was big. I remember going to see Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves as a five-year-old. <laughs> and it starts <laughs> with people getting their hands chopped off in a dungeon. Yeah. I mean, Robin Prince of Thieves is probably influenced by Batman 89, and it's the same uh, music video methodology of let's take the property and let's make it now. Let's make it. Mm -hmm. Remember, like, you know, thinking like, you know, being scared as hell is because I was five. Well, yeah, movies, movies, (laughs) like big, big, bombastic children's movies should be a little scary. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, you know, my parents brought me there because, like, oh, it's Robin Hood. This is fine. 
that that should be how it works. And I don't mean to sound like I'm mm-hmm. critical, but that it should be a little scary so that you appreciate it. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I I still love Prince of Thieves to this day. Mm-hmm. Give me that Brian Adams. <laughs> what is he gonna do? I would say in Batman Returns, I could see my mom being most offended by the penguin sexual innuendos. <laughs> Everything else would be she'd roll her eyes or groan or whatever, but she would make a comment about the penguin's uh, sexual. Penguin wants to fuck stuff. him. He wants private him. But the rest of it is just like Batman. You yeah. Know? And it's the origin of trolling because Batman and Alfred wreck the penguin shit <laughs> by using these statements and DJing it. And yeah, I like how he scratches the CD. To yeah. Make it the... <laughs> how can this be accomplished? I know you're all concerned. Hey, just relax. I'll take care of the squealing, wretched, pinhead puppets of Gotham. <laughs> I didn't say that. You gotta admit, I played this stinking city like a heart from hell. <laughs> you gotta admit, I played this stinking city like a heart from hell. <laughs> And that is that is why it's another reason about psychotic is that Batman at the end of the day, if he, he he won't just beat you with his fists and his his, his kicks, he he will straight up fucking you know. Uh, he was he was really advanced. He was using CD ROMs, CDs. Mm-hmm. I mean. In 1992, that was ahead of its I, I think we can. I think we can imagine that that originally Robin, Marlon Wayne's Robin specifically was supposed to be DJing those CDs, not Michael Go. That 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 Just would make more like, sense. Like, like Ninja Turtles, it's a great idea. <laughs> like when they defeat the penguin, they they just it's like he's a disc jockey. It's like, <laughs> but with Michael Go, it's it's. But you only know like probably how they arrived at that idea. Like knowing everything about right. Vanilla Ice wasn't available for a cameo. Yeah, I mean, he was probably doing cold as ice at that time. That, that would have <laughs> confused the children. That would have they would have brought the world of Turtles and Batman together before they were mature enough to understand. <laughs> Worlds are colliding. And, you know, it could still happen. The the Ninja Turtles could still meet Batman in a real movie if you find James Gunn. <laughs> All right, and with that, I think uh, that'll do it. It's a Thank good you. place to, yeah, to end. I held in my pee almost as long as it is forever. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Zolly, for gracing us thank with uh, yeah, your. Thanks. I hope I was good. Your knowledge. Talk too loud. No, 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 you did not. Um, not to step other over other people's words. No, nor stuff. too much. Um, it's perfect. Um, what, what would you like to plug? I was happy to see you finally got another comic shop apocalypse. I don't. I don't have any plug. I don't. I don't. I don't have any plug. I'm still trying to work on a very important naked girl movie that I want to make. <laughs> so I can be like, I made a movie. You fuck. 
<laughs> naked <laughs> girl movie. Like, no, I'm intrigued. Well, there's like a plot. It's like like Irma Vep, but it's not Irma Vep because Irma Vep is a movie. But basically, it's excuse to have like naked women like in luxurious settings, <laughs> and uh, if it works, they'll be they'll make another one. Eyes wide shut too. Electric Boogaloo. Uh, well, more like a. The, the the thing the thing that I have it listed as is the fucking vampire, <laughs> um, and it's uh it basically uh so like life force. Well, it's not it's not the vampires fuck specifically, but like basically imagine like the hunger but with like hot chicks, minimal plot and like no. Really, almost no narrative. Like imagine, like, three. Like imagine like a Gene Rowan movie in English for millennial sensibilities that culminates in a violent killing. <laughs> well, I would I mean, love to see that. I uh, I pay money to see that. Well, I mean, hopefully you shouldn't have to pay too much. But like, if I can, if I can finagle and bag and 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 get it done, it could be watchable. I watch it. It could be a watchable movie. I could screen it at the theater. Yeah, and be like actually this this is a real it looks and sounds like a real movie. And it would not, you know, you would not know that, you know, I'm I'm really lazy. Uh why don't you uh plug your uh, YouTube channel and oh, your Twitter? Uh, YouTube is uh my my Twitter is Zolly Becker. And you know, hopefully I don't get deleted. By those, by those few haters out to get me, and so many of them, they hate me for my Judaism. Um, well, I, I think they got Kanye off of Twitter again, so well, that's they one less. Yeah, they did to keep me safe from thousand danger. Every time, every time I hear Gold Digger, I, I have a panic attack. I think that I'm not putting the gas in the <laughs> Uh, joke it's a Hanukkah joke <laughs> Hanukkah joke yeah thanks for taking time out of the festival of lights to uh, oh, yeah. enlighten I'm, us on Batman and I'm still sorry I missed the, uh, the Christmas one two years ago no worries oh, yeah probably for uh, the better because I mean that one went all night long well, I mean, but yeah that's <laughs> my moment though. Brett why don't you tell the folks at home where they can get some awesome merch yeah. Yeah, you can go to WTM watch this movie dot creator dash spring dot com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at watch this underscore movie or bread at positively wolf one, which is also his letterbox profile. Mine is under Eric underscore molder. Zala, you still need to get a letterbox. You know, I, should profile. Make a, I should make a letterbox so I can you know say what I really think about Gene Delman. <laughs> You can email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Yeah, and go to Cedar Cleft Collectibles to buy stuff. Yes, yes indeed. I'm actually uh, planning on going there yes. sometime soon for, uh, you have oh, NBA yes. cards, right? You can go many times a day, several times. <laughs> Do you have Just NBA cards? We have a small amount of stuff. Well, that's all I need because I'm, oh, yeah. I'm trying to get well, some, mostly uh, some Christmas gifts for my nephew. When I handle cards, I, I, I tune out. I don't even know what they are. I'd rather so, give the money to Cedar Cliff 
than to something <laughs> yeah, like Target or whatever. Because I get you, we get to reinvest in the, in the firing James Gunn. <laughs> no, I'm not just suggesting the stories. My personal, of course, we got to restore the Snyderverse one of these days. Well, you got well. The, the only way to do that is through James Gunn. Mm-hmm. And we will release Batgirl. I promise. <laughs> Perfect. Batgirl. I thought they already deleted the file. Hey, that's a lie. <laughs> they know. They, they that's, that's what they want the IRS to, to everything, take. Everything these Hollywood Hebrews say is a lie. <laughs> they, they can't even tell you what time it is. You can check out our website at wtmwatchthismovie.com and please rate and review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and many other podcast apps. We will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking about? Check you later. Check you later. (laughs) Hey, man, you're off my case. Just the pussy I've been looking for.